1: This episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in Northwest Pennsylvania, where we're bracing for uh, the big nor'easter or whatever the the big storm coming here. As we uh, as we've been told, so uh, the I ninety five corridor for those people in the in the uh, northeast part of the country, the I ninety five corridor is going to be pretty pretty rough traveling. It's our understanding, based on the latest weather reports. We've been watching this very closely. A lot of um, uh, there, there's a potential for uh travel shutdowns throughout the I-95 corridor really from um from DC to to Boston to Philly to or DC to Philly to to uh uh, uh New York to Boston all throughout that that east coast as we see this storm forming and it's going to really hit the mid uh it's going to hit the uh, east coast really hard mid-atlantic as well not that we're giving you a weather report here it's just the fact that this does impact a lot of our society and if you want to take a look at what could be happening um nationwide look at look at what's going to be taking place over the next 72 hours in the uh, northeastern corridor. Uh, you see people rushing right now for supplies. You see them rushing for food. You see the uh, um, the last-minute people out there. And I think we, we could take a lesson from this. The, the preparations that we need to have uh, should be a little bit more than what we're seeing. So just kind of a heads-up on that. Um, it is it is news and it's uh important news as well. Just want to remind everyone we broadcast live every weeknight, some ten p.m. Eastern, right here on our Global Star Radio Network, and of course you can uh, we simulcast on Blog Talk Blog Talk Radio BTR as well as um, YouTube Live. We you watch us right here. See you're seeing us. Do us a favor, folks. Please, if you, even if you're listening to the, to us on YouTube or listening to us on uh, Global Star or BTR, do us a favor and subscribe to our. our YouTube channel that does raise our visibility and makes us a little bit bigger target than, than we would ordinarily be. They are, actually we watched this weekend, real quick, we watched this weekend, the, uh, uh, wholesale removal of subscribers. It's unbelievable. You get up, blocks of 10, blocks of 50 being removed as subscribers. And to find some of our videos, you actually have to click on that little bell, if you will. So it's it's interesting uh, how everything is taking place with regard to censorship, and we've seen some of the uh, some of the uh, videos uh, uh taken off or demonetized completely. But just something for you to to do, we ask that you do that. We got a great show lined up for you coming up right now. Uh, Alex Wilson, dot com, and and he's got you know we looking at the layout, the political, the geopolitical layout of things a lot of questions are being asked today about things that we could be doing should be doing uh just one just one issue i'm going to toss this out there we'll get to this later but just one thing in fact i got an email about this today hey uh should i have a passport, uh, two different passports one for the united states one for another country uh, people are thinking about this the the wealthy are looking among others the wealthy are looking for Potential, uh, you know, alternatives. You see people moving out of the United States. You see talk of civil unrest in the United States. Just all sorts of things that are bubbling underneath the surface. But Alex Wilson is going to come in. We may touch on those. But what? What is who? Who is Alex Wilson? You've heard us talk about him. We've heard us talk about precious timber, and uh, he's going to be telling us a little, a little bit about his operation. And then we're going to be getting into some. Other meat and potatoes aspects of of his operation, Joe. I'm going to let you bring him on, um, but Alex Wilson Wilson com. Make sure you bookmark his website, Joe.
2: Yeah, it's great to be here, and let's bring Mister Wilson right on. Alex Wilson, it's great to have you back on the show. Hey, good afternoon, and
3: thanks for having me back on, guys. Pleasure.
1: You're looking you're looking good, and folks. Folks on Global Star, uh, you can tune into YouTube and, and check out Mister Wilson. Great great looking guy there. All right. Um Mr. Wilson, your precioustimber.com and folks, this is one of our premier sponsors of the Hagman and Hagman Report. And we're very proud to have him. He has done so much, not for just not for us. I mean, for us, yes, but not just for us. Not just for a neighborhood of children and workers, but a country. And how many can say that mr wilson i, I don't want to um overstate or understate anything you've done. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing what you've done, and how you've affected positively affected this uh, uh an entire country
3: well, I appreciate that doug um, first of all um I sponsor and I support uh, the Hagman and Hagman uh, report purely and simply because I share uh, much of the things that you guys uh Obviously are passionate about But the message that you, uh, that you get out That's not got out in, uh, in too many channels So that's the reason I'm a big supporter Of, uh, of both of you and, and, and what you're doing too um, For me um, As you can tell I have this uh, little twinge Still of a British accent In fact I'm sitting here drinking a cup of tea At 4 o'clock in the afternoon Don't have my biscuits to, to dunk in there yet uh, That'll be later uh, but in uh, in 1999, um, I had, well, I I, I was having uh, sitting in Southern California where I am today in in my second residence, I was having these thoughts about where America was going, and it was kind of like the story that I remember as a youngster in in England in the 60s. I was a, a young boy at that time, so I really wasn't getting all of it, but I did see the devastating effect. Uh, that it had on my parents and my relatives. And I'm talking about when a country gets too indebted, I should say, when a country gets too indebted. And so the pressures that America is going through now and has been going through uh, for, what, the last uh, 30 years, ever since they took us off the gold standard and and play around with this funny money from the Fed, uh, the UK was going through that uh, when I was a boy, when I was a 10-year-old. And uh, in 1999, after I'd um, moved to the States uh, 15 years prior, and I built a good life for myself, uh, I came across an article about Nicaragua. And you're talking about second passports and things like that. Uh, I have a British passport. Um, I, I'm a green card holder. I was thinking about getting my, my American passport. And looking at places around the world... And I happened to read uh, this story about Nicaragua. And it was quite compelling. Uh, because as a teenager, I was traveling with a backpack. I took off from England in the early uh, 80s and, and and did nine years of traveling and saw 72 countries. So I really wasn't watching the news too much in those days. So I really didn't have any history on Nicaragua from an American's pr- perspective. I remember the the, the Contra, uh, Sandinista, uh, a revolution, and that when the Nicaraguans finally rose up and said, to heck with this, uh, we've been shackled by a Washington-funded dictatorship from uh, the mid-1800s all the way through the mid-1900s, and they wanted out from underneath that. I'm talking the average, everyday Nicaraguan. And so just like America got uh, put away, the Brits, the, the Nicaraguans uh stood up and and had a uh, had a bloody battle, uh, and their revolution pursued. And in 1989, so this was 10 years prior to me reading about it. In 99, Nicaragua became a, demo, a, a democracy, a, a constitutional democracy. And as a entrepreneur, it fascinated me. And one of the things that struck my attention was first American title insurance company was going down there to open up an office because Nicaragua's president at the time said that all of the real estate across the country was available to for any foreign individual, any foreign corporation, in the exact same manner that any Nicaraguan can hold it, fee simple property. Now, one of the things that's always been in the back of my mind since my uncle told me who was a, he owned a couple of bars you want to make a little bit of money, buy it by the bottle and sell it by the shot or buy it by the acre and sell it by the lot. So my business mind was kind of racing and I decided to take a trip down there and I took a friend of mine with me and this is 1999 and my friend had surfed Central America in the late 80s in Costa Rica and Nicaragua in the early 90s so it wasn't a new region for him but it was a new region for me. And the first thing that impacted me, right deep in the heart, was how fortunate I was because I lived and was born in the UK. I moved to the United States of America, and my passport allowed me to go everywhere, but the Nicaraguans that I met couldn't go anywhere. Their passports are not welcome in a lot of countries back then, maybe a little bit more so today. But they were in a, an impoverished nation. And what really affected me was a meeting that Ken and I, my business partner now, he was my best friend and still is my best friend at the time. What really struck us was the warmth, sincerity, and the welcome that they gave us as Americans. In fact, one, I remember one gentleman putting his hand right out and saying, if you see Ronald Reagan, Please tap him on the back for me. We love you Americans. Well, throughout the course of that first week, it was apparent that this was a nation that was going to change and change rapidly, become a powerhouse possibly, just like Singapore changed over a 30-year period. So I got attracted to that. Sometimes it's good to be in the right place at the right time. Of course, you have to say yes when most everybody else is saying no. For some reason, I have that gift where I see the good and I want to take a chance because if you don't take a chance, you don't stand a chance. And so I took a chance and purchased a piece of property. And the day that I purchased that property, I met a group of young Nicaraguan boys in their late teens. And it was so amazing. It was really the impetus and the the drive that I've had for the past 17 years to help the society. These boys didn't have a job. They hadn't been educated, but they were young 16- and 17-year-old boys that needed a chance. And so Ken and I started many, many things, of course, most of them to do uh, with job creation. And here we are 17 years later with a very successful company uh, and a very successful experience. And quite frankly, I've been blessed to be able to be part of it.
2: Um mister Wilson, you're talking about Nicaragua, and um, I think a lot of people i guess you, you should, if you can continue you you bought one property how there are a lot of people as my dad said asking about you know secondary locations um, where to go if the United States finds itself into trouble, um, good investment opportunities i mean there's a whole number of reasons why people um, would look to Nicaragua what Say you didn't go there before and you went there now. What what would attract you now um, that's
3: going on there now that you did not see before? Well, the biggest thing uh, I would say is the transition, the remarkable transformation. Absolutely remarkable, really. Here was a country that was shackled, was uneducated. Um, Obviously, the wealthy were on the other side of that. Um, They were still, you know... They still had a lot of goals and a lot of inspiration, but they didn't have uh, access. Well, now there's a lot of access, because Nicaragua has come alive. Much like, as we mentioned, Costa Rica, where people were going in the early 80s and then followed by Panama and Belize. I would say the number one nugget, if you will, for Nicaragua is still its mystique. Because if you're an old fart like me, And especially if you're an all-fought American that remembers those bloody images on the TV. I didn't see them. You still think that Nicaragua's a place... Yeah, you put your hand up, Doug. You still think that Nicaragua's a place that you shouldn't go to. But let me tell you, get online and take a look at what the IMF says or the World Bank says. Nicaragua is the safest of all Latin American countries on Earth. I mean, for safety Purposes for business, for pleasure, for tourism, Nicaragua should be the choice. Not saying that Costa Rica or Mexico shouldn't, but if you want to go to a place and see real, raw beauty where people love to see you and welcome you, so the upside investment opportunity to me, of course, I was talking to someone today about the state of affairs that America finds itself and how I align that with where Britain was in the 60s, you know, we're in terrible bubble stage here. I mean, literally, if you take a look at every metric, I mean, the real estate market, the stock market, I mean, unfortunately, we have trillions and trillions of dollars worth of debt hanging around our neck. There's going to be another disaster. No doubt about it. Anybody that's awake can see that. In fact, if you really understand it, from 1999 until now, We've had three of the biggest bubble markets since 1929. So I don't know about you, when, when there's bubble conditions, it's time to look at risk mitigation, loss avoidance. So Nicaragua was a place that's moving on an upward trajectory with 5.1% GDP growth every single year since 2008. Where foreigners, including Americans, are going into the country because of low taxes, great incentives, you know, beautiful conditions, affordable conditions. They have a tremendous pensionado program for American and North American expats. Literally for a song and a dance, if you, if you can show the country that you have a $600 a month income, that you have a passport that you have a clean police record you can get the pensionado program as long as you're older than 46 It's, it's kind of nice it's amazing. to be a, it's it's amazing so so it's a great place to take a look at you, you know
1: before meeting you i would have never ever ever considered Nicaragua just because of what i heard like you pointed out you know the the, the images back during the uh the 80s and uh all of the history but 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 today and, and i and i think this is so important because we, we've got an element of, of the population in my age bracket who are looking for alternatives this is not to say we're uh, it, it, a big thing uh, has been and always will be if you live up north you have a your snowbirds to florida you got a place down in florida right i mean that's think about this and I'm speaking to the people in my age bracket or older perhaps um, or even some younger so, so you know, you're know, you thinking okay I'll buy a place in Florida but imagine and this is something that I didn't really give much thought to until speaking with Mr. Wilson but being able to have the same opportunity but even better if you will in Nicaragua Nicaragua now um Obviously there's some major differences. However, it's doable. Plus Mr. Wilson mentioned about bubbles and, and folks I want to direct your attention to uh to the fact that he's going to have Mr Wilson's gonna and hopefully he'll speak about this. He's gonna have a webinar this coming Thursday at, at uh five PM Pacific, eight eight o'clock PM uh Eastern time to talk about some of the bubbles that he mentioned. But but the, I, I guess we've had so many people since we started talking about the about the headlines, saying, "Well, you know, what's the alternative? What, what can I do? What can I go? How can I, how can I save what I've worked all my life for? Where can you go in the U.S.?" And 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 if the if the U.S. dollar is going to be problematic, how you know mitigation, loss mitigation, and avoidance, and, and this is what we're talking to Mr. Wilson about. So. Um, yeah, um, just covered a lot of ground there. Kind of shotgunned that out, uh, Mr. Wilson. Sorry about that.
3: But uh, well, you know, you've hit you've hit on something though, Doug. I mean, listen, I'm a I'm a I'm a proud American British. You know, I'm joined. I mean, I love my home country, the old country. Uh, we don't any longer call it Great Britain because she's not great anymore. Um, but it's difficult to know where to start with America because student debt recently passed $1.3 trillion. I mean, uh, auto loan debt now is $1.1 trillion. Both pale in comparison to the, I think it's $8.3 trillion mortgage debt and the $3 trillion consumer debt. So the red flags are everywhere. Companies have suffered the last few quarters. I mean, 50% of Americans are now living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, it's tough to stay on track. And then, you know, you look at the auto delinquencies higher now than in 2008. So matter, no matter, yeah, no matter how optimistic we might be with a new administration, the real facts are America is in serious financial trouble. And now add insult to injury if you think about it. Or with the slight move up with interest rates, that's gonna, you're gonna see inflation start to rise. And markets are funny things. They don't operate on a timetable or a particular schedule. They go up and they go down. Right. I mean, that's just, that's what happens. So if you, if you think about where they are now, then it might be a fair assumption to think that it's crazy high and we gotta go down. I mean, nobody knows when, but it's a precarious position to be in. And if you're in your 50s, 40s, 60s, and you've just had two big haircuts in 2008 and and 1999, do you want to take another big haircut? So while it's not a time to panic, I'm not saying it's a time to panic, but I am saying we should really consider whether this is a perfect time to focus on loss avoidance a few people know what that means from a financial point of view i'll teach that on the webinar on thursday and also risk mitigation the wealthy know about this because in the, the oa crash when all boats sank some assets didn't sink and actually went up I'll give you an example It's it's my primary business in, in Nicaragua And that's very valuable Precious tropical hardwoods The timber business When in our way, We lost 37% of our value in the stock market Timber went up 9.4% And if you go all the way back to two, uh, to 1929 During the Great Depression When everything dropped 75% Timber more than doubled so, yeah. so there are places to go is what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's
1: it, this to me is, is fascinating because, uh, you know, w- once again, you can, folks, you can tune into any number of alternative media stations out there and hear the gloom and doom. It's there, and I'm, we're not denying that whatsoever. But at some point we all have to say, wait a minute, you know, okay, how can we – as reasonable mature adults um, prepare for what's coming we know you know, you can only ring that alarm bell so often but even even without respect to that um, maybe even if you're of the mindset well you know what i don't really believe things are going to be as bad as you say they are well then that's great for you then then perhaps you might be interested in um, diversification or, or wealth, uh, not just wealth preservation, but wealth, uh, you know, increasing your wealth. That's, uh, this is what we're looking at because, man, we're expect, you know what? Uh, I just heard this yesterday. Uh, we're expected the, the United States is going to be, uh, or the, um, treasury. What am I, what am I trying to say? They're going to raise the rates, uh, the, the Fed is going to raise the rates at least three times this year is expected, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, in, in pretty fast success, succession, supposedly. So, there's going to be some things that are going to be happening in the financial in the financial realm. But bringing it back to what you what you do um, in Nicaragua, you you you've helped uh, you have built schools, you've, you've your educational program, you've, you've put things back into that country, you've made it a wonderful place to
3: live. Yeah, we we. We kind of call it a triple bottom line approach, meaning the first order of business is people. Because without good relationships with people, in fact, uh, my goodness, it would be a lonely place if I only had myself to talk to. Um, but um, so people is is our focus and um, helping them up. And that's today's message, actually. Today's message, uh, if you remember us talking in the prep, is to not. Talk about all the things that are wrong Because there's a lot of things that are wrong We could go five hours on that But let's talk about some of the things That we can do so that we can Protect ourselves and help one another In fact um, you know, We we do a lot um, And continue to do a lot uh, For people that don't have it as as nice As we are, I mean I know it's tough to live in America Too, I think the average wage now in America Is $52,000 a year But if you're making $52,000 A year and you live on this planet Earth You're in the top 1%. Not everybody knows that. Now, it's tough on 52 grand in the USA, but Nicaraguans are still moving up the economic scale. But for those of us that are looking to make sure that this time around, this next bursting of the bubble, and who in the world knows what's going to trigger it, but they always burst, what am I going to do? I just finished a tremendous book that I want to share. Because this is the key to loss avoidance. This is Bob Rice's book. Bob Rice is a partner at a very large investment advisory firm. But he says there's four primary primary jobs of a portfolio, if you will, guys. The first is building a strong base for risk reduction. And here's why that's number one. You know when you lose 50%, you got to gain 100% to get it back even. And if it takes, like it took the last 17 years, 17 years to do, 99 crash, 2008 crash, people look at where we are today, and we think, oh, the stock market's doing fantastic. The stock market isn't up that much from those two places. So that's a great book. Uh,
1: The name of the book is... The
2: alternative
3: alternative answer.
1: answer. The alternative answer, okay.
2: Go ahead. Folks, we're talking with Alex Wilson of Precious Timber. We are up against our uh, break. When we come back, we're going to have Alex until the end of the hour, and we're going to continue to talk talk about um, Precious Timber, about the opportunities in Nicaragua, and much more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to this edition of the Hagman
0: Report.
4: Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned.
0: We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. TC Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. Kirkus Review states, "Readers of end times fiction will be hard pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast paced." Blue Wink Reviews boldly states, "Fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Perrotta's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting." Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com, Book 1, Precipice, Book 2, Pentecost, and Book 3, Penance.
1: so much going on in the world today folks uh just take a look at the headlines you'll see you'll see the talk about uh, the uh, repeal and replacing of obamacare you'll see about the wiretapping scandal uh, all of this going on we we talk about this all of the time and, and indeed there's a time and the, the place for that but right now we're focused on solutions focused on things that uh i believe that we need to focus upon. Alex Wilson is our guest. His website is PreciousTimber.com. You stay stay tuned to this segment because what's coming up next is absolutely critical. And and let me tell you, everyone, whether you're listening on Global Star VTR or watching live on YouTube, hopefully if you watch live on YouTube, he's going to have some visuals. But um, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, And you can ask any one of our sponsors. We don't have anyone on or we don't, well, we just don't do this for the money. In other words, the people that we, we partner with are people who we believe in. You could just, in fact, ask, um, Alan Riggs from Green Innovative. You know, he's got a wonderful battery, GMAG battery charger. By the way, and I just got to mention this, uh, folks, Alan Riggs, com. Fourteen percent off until Wednesday, folks. You got to order everything he's got, seriously, before on or before Wednesday, uh, because I did. I did duct tape him down to a chair, and I said, "Look, I, you know, Alan, we've got to we've got to come up with a deal, and uh, I'm not going to untie you until you until you come up with a deal." So, take advantage of it. You can only only you can benefit from this. The Hagman Listener, fourteen uh, percent off the entire array of merchandise including but not limited to the gmag power cell that's greenovative.com greenovative.com go to hagmanreport.com click on the link or go directly to greenovative but make sure you tell them you put in hagman and the coupon code for your 14 percent off okay having said that let's go back to mr wilson he was talking about the book the alternative answer and uh... The, written by bob rice and we got the number one and go ahead mr wilson
3: yeah it's a tremendous it's a tremendous book in fact um it's the subtitle that really caught my attention. Uh, the non-traditional investments that have driven the world's best performing portfolios. And it's a remarkable read. So number one was building a strong base for risk reduction. And we understand those of us that are trying to build capital appreciation and long-term legacy wealth. Because there's a difference. I mean, the difference is... I'm saving for my retirement or I'm trying to build long-term wealth. And unfortunately, this is just my opinion. I'm not a financial planner or a financial advisor, so I'm not trying to give advice here. But my personal opinion is the way that um, the investment community has most people invest, the 60-40 portfolio model is completely flawed. And that's another story for another time. But you can see from the cycles it doesn't promote long-term preservation of wealth and risk um, risk reduction, uh, not in the slightest. So uh, number two on the list is, strangely enough, long-term growth enhancement, meaning you purchase and you hold in your assets things that are going to, over a period of time, Exponentially increasing value. And you cannot do that if you're a speculator. If you're buying something at one price. In fact, it was Warren Buffett that said it the best. If you're investing by buying something at one price and hoping to sell it to someone else at a higher price, lousy way to invest. So in, on the inside cover of the book, the very first strategy that they talk about is timber. In fact, I have written a, uh, a report that all of your, uh, audience can get from free, for free for me. How the super wealthy got rich, how they stay rich, and how you can too. It's basically timber, and here's the reason why. Timber grows biologically. Doesn't care about timing. Doesn't give a hoot about who's in the White House or how the economy's doing. Mother Nature, God's green earth, grows a sapling into a log many, many thousands of times greater than what it was when it was a sapling. And if you grow money biologically, I can tell you from experience, it produces much more profits than Wall Street. If you want that, here's what I'd like you to do. For the free report, go to Precious Timber Profits www.precioustimberprofits.com. Mr. Wilson, can you pull, pull that, uh, hold that up a little bit?
1: Yeah, there you go. And a little bit to your left, I guess, the, the other way. There <laughs> you go. I guess, there you go. Okay, perfect. Uh, okay, precioustimber.com, free reports. And, and folks, there's a phone number, 855-888-6288. 855-888-6288. And that, that report is fantastic, by the way. So thank you yeah. for that. That's free for the asking.
3: Absolutely. I mean, and, and it's an amazing space. Um, as I mentioned, um, purely and simply because when markets do crash, and they do, as we know, you're forced to stay in because it's a little less liquid. It's called the illiquidity premium. The illiquidity premium is the extra extra added return on investment that you receive by holding less than liquid assets. You can't help your emotions. You do the same thing as I do. When it's going crazy, when we're making money and the market's high, we have great confidence. When everything crashes, we want to get out, and we over-exaggerate on both ends. We make mistakes up here. We make mistakes down there, not in timber. If the market crashes, the tree grows, and you don't harvest until you want to, meaning you take your profits when they're the highest.
1: Makes sense to me. Uh, I don't see, and, and you make a very good point about the emotions that are combined in that decision-making process. That's when we make the most mistakes, and in uh, both, both uh both the up and as well as the you know the high as well as the low we make mistakes okay fantastic and, and, and timber looking at this um uh, this is as you mentioned a triple bottom line investment Th- this is one of the bet to me one of the better investments for long-term growth and I would give this to my I could be I I mean this this could be for my the next generation of my family and grandchildren
3: Um, well it is is. that's that's what the wealthy do, that's what the billionaires and the multi-millionaires do in the US by the way the two largest timber owners happen to be two of the largest media moguls, they didn't make their money in timber Ted Turner from Turner Broadcasting John Malone from Comcast multi-billionaires between them they own 6 million acres of timber but most of the timber in the U.S. is privately held. It's not government held. Privately held by families that pass it on. And so, yes, this asset class, this, this, uh, this vehicle inside of your portfolio that's making mid-teens returns year after, year after year after year after year after year stays in the family, stays in the family and produces legacy wealth. So it's a tremendous space, and it's misunderstood, because it's not something that um, can be traded easily by stockbrokers or whomever. Um, It's just not that well-known, unfortunately. It's just not not well-known.
1: Somebody just sent me an email here asking this question um, with respect to the report that you'll send them. Uh, Okay, the phone number is 888-855-6288, correct? Correct. Okay. And the report, you, can you send that by email or would that be hard copy? I
3: can, I can send it by uh, either email or by hard copy, either way.
1: Okay. And um, all I have to do is go to precioustimber.com or call that number 888 855 6288. Karen, this is for you, who just asked. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll send you the uh, email or the number by email. Uh, but uh, precioustimber.com and then just uh, send you an email that way, correct?
3: Correct. PreciousTimber.com or if you want the report, go to Precious Timber Profits. Ah, Profits. Uh, That way you can just get it automatically. It comes automatic.
1: Got it. Okay. Precious Timber Profits, folks. My mistake.com. PreciousTimberProfits.com uh, for that report. There you go, Karen. Okay. Good luck with that, too. It's, good. it's a good report.
3: Okay. Uh, go ahead, sir. Well, and, and and it brings me to another great tree. Because when you're growing money biologically, there's lots of things uh, that grow biologically. In fact, I'm going to jump up and I'm going to get a couple of things from the back of my office to show you. You're going to love some of the other stuff we grow.
1: Oh, this is going to be cool. Okay, so if you're watching or if you're not watching on YouTube, you can certainly know. Yeah. Uh,
3: How many people have a nice cup of coffee every day? That coffee, Doug... Coffee is the second most globally traded commodity after crude oil. Okay. We're in the I coffee business. That. Yeah, we're in the coffee business. And the one that's most fascinating to me right now, growing by leaps and bounds.
1: Oh. <laughs>
3: it's crazy what's happening in the coconut world. Coconut. This all this yeah, this all started with me uh, several years ago, and we're the largest coconut grower in um, in Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Central America. We've planted thousands of acres of coconuts for the last four or five years. But my daughter, about five years ago, came home, asked me if I would be okay if she put coconut oil on her skin. I said only if you want to smell like coconuts. She said no, it's going to help with my acne, and so. You know, I just go ahead, do what you want to do. <laughs> You're not going to listen to me in any of it. And so it worked. And then all of a sudden it was coconut crazy in my house. I got to get up again because this is funny. So, so then, so then it was coconut milk. Sorry, coconut, coconut, uh, milk for the, for the, for the cereal. And then it was coconut oil to cook my egg and bacon breakfast in. I still have a an English egg and bacon breakfast. Then it was coconut oil for moisturizing and hair shampoo. The whole house went coconut. So I started to have a lot of uh, property. I started looking at the coconut world. And what fascinated me, and what I'm most excited to share, actually, is the fact that the coconut tree... While I look at it as a beautiful palm tree, it's actually a perpetual income producer. The coconut tree produces coconuts for 60 to 70 years. Wow. It's insane. Whether the market's doing tremendous or whether the market's down, whether there's a boom or whether there's a bust, that coconut tree does what Mother Nature has made it to do, make coconuts. And so for me, I wrote a report. That's another report I should make available to your to your audience. It's called the agri annuity. Instead of buying an insurance annuity, I don't know what's going to happen with the ups and downs of the market, but I know every year the coconut tree is going to produce me coconuts. And so to me, it's an it's an annuity. I get paid every single year. So check out coconuts. Okay. Yeah, you you can go to profits in coconuts. .com, profitsincoconuts.com or use the same toll free number 855 888 6288.
1: Okay, 855. I had that, I actually transposed that before. It's 855 888 6288. Okay, perfect.
3: Profits. Cheers. Cheers with a coffee.
1: Yeah, amen. I'll tell you. And, and, you know, this, uh, the, the the coffee harvesting has got a bad reputation um of course I remember some of the some of the shows back in the nineties were either the slave labor kind of the uh in the in the coffee um harvesting or what would you call that Car- coffee
3: coffee harvesting yeah it okay. used to be really bad it used to be like the tea business where uh, um, but more and more and more all around the world uh fair trade with regards to staff and conditions fair trade is is really um, has been embraced by at least those uh, that are growing not just for profit I mean listen you we mentioned it at the outset people, it's all about people and there's a lot of companies whether they're in the agricultural world or whether they're in anything that care about their staff and care about the, the, the world so people, the planet without the planet people can't even live on the planet and then profit. Put profit last, because it's amazing how much profit you'll make if you care about people and care about the planet. That's true, and and for our
1: for the Christians <laughs> listening, you know, this is what it's all about as well. And Alex Wilson and his company has done a lot for the country of Nicaragua. These school again, schools, libraries. Um, I mean, it's just tremendous. So, uh, you know. Boy, there there's so many questions I've got. I, I guess. I a question. Yeah, go ahead. And, and this goes back to, to
2: Nicaragua and then we can we can come back to the, the coconuts and coffee and investment opportunities. You mentioned that um the the government of Nicaragua opened up the properties for all people of the world with the uh means to to do so that could come in and, and buy property. Yeah. How much uh, how, how much have people taken advantage of that? Or is there still just uh, so much available there?
3: Well, there's still a lot available, because remember, Nicaragua is the largest of all Central American countries. So Nicaragua is about the size of the state of New York, so lots of space. Everything that Costa Rica has, and I love Costa Rica, Nicaragua has three times more. So there's tremendous areas that are still very remote. In fact, the vast majority of the country is still very remote. It's a tremendous time now. Of course, when I was there, it was kind of pioneer days, and so you have to be a little either crazy or you have to have a little foresight because being a pioneer, you can also get an arrow in your back. But Nicaragua, I've had no problems. I've bought and sold hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pieces of property. I own acres and acres and acres. I've been able to uh, bring a lot of North Americans, Europeans, Asians, and others that have read about Nicaragua and got become curious. And that's the message today. Let's just have an open mind. I mean, it's not the Nicaragua of the 70s. This is today's Nicaragua, with a booming economy, a safe, safe, safe place to go, an affordable place. So the land values are still very low in comparison to their neighbors, Costa Rica, one-third the price in Nicaragua. In comparison to Belize, which is way overpriced in my opinion, but I love Belize, it's at least, you know, maybe four times higher there. In comparison to the U.S., and let me just use some numbers. Let's say you're retiring and you live in the snow capped mountains of Montana and you want to go to, oh, uh, maybe you want to go to Florida. Maybe you buy a condominium for $200,000 in Florida and pay $4,000 a year for property taxes. Well, you can get the same condominium in Nicaragua for maybe $120,000 and pay $120 a year in property taxes. So the cost of living is amazing. If you go to internationalliving.com, if you'll have your audience go to internationalliving.com and type in Nicaragua visa and residency information, you'll see they have a tremendous program to promote uh, uh, interest uh, in Nicaragua by foreign expats for retirees, And for business people, if you're a young businessman and you're listening to this show, jump on a plane. Go look at the opportunities there. Unbelievable. Wow. Okay. And and that's something that,
1: uh, man, uh, just the ability to to get, what I would look at is is kind of on the ground floor of, of the opportunities right now. Um, now would be the time. I wouldn't wait. And you think with, um, you know, with the opportunities that Alex is presenting,
2: how many more have yet to be discovered or, or uh, taken advantage of, um, yeah. uh, tourism, for example. If you think about, you know, Belize, I've heard a lot about that country. I've never even looked it up online, but I've heard a lot about it on different radio shows and advertising, um, on Fox Business. And, you know, you hear people are, are saying, you know, um, Get to Belize by land in Belize, yeah. but it's not something I ever, um, you know, paid attention to really. Um, yeah. Or in Nicaragua, there is some history there, and you know, I do know where that is. Uh, not that that's important, but um, when you think of getting in on the ground floor, when you think of the ability to live a life, um, specifically retirement. You just mentioned retirement. Um, the financial opportunities, you know, when you're looking at you want to get out of the, the weather, you want to get out of where you, um, you know, made your living and you want to go to retire somewhere. It, and to, to do it for that much cheaper in and, and such yeah. a, a nice location, um, it's definitely worth looking at. And you said uh, internationalliving.com is where people can go to check out um, some different numbers and statistics on on um, what's going on down there, correct?
3: absolutely that's a group and, and they have um, in fact uh, this year they just did, they do every year the top 10 places to retire on the planet Nicaragua came in 8th this year been higher in other years wow. uh, but you're but you're absolutely right people are especially in the developed world Canada England Europe America a lot of people just can't even afford to retire in 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 in, in their home country anymore so they are looking for places. In fact, uh, Costa Rica, I think, has 75,000 U.S. citizens that live there permanently and take their Social se- Security check in Costa Rica. Yep. The U.S. Sends it, sends it to them. So it's, um, it's, uh, and more and more people are doing this. And it's not just uh, the average person. In fact, um, we won't get into this subject, I hope, too much. But the tax burden that's on all of us, hopefully, that will be reduced here. Uh, a lot of high-net worth people looking for places to completely escape to I'm not saying that you should give your passport up and, and become a, an expat I, I America's still going to be here folks the UK is still there after the next crash you're still going to be okay the only big difference that the UK really had was that we became a welfare society most of it most of the the, 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 the citizens in the UK today um, have some kind of you know, governmental support. So that means your taxes have to stay high to cover all that. I'm not saying that's going to happen in America. I don't have a, a crystal ball. But what I am saying is, loss avoidance, risk mitigation. Yep. And speaking, of, I don't know if you want
2: to get into this, Mr. Wilson. You only covered the first point of the um, of the book out of the four points of risk mitigation. And if we don't have time, we don't have to go back into nope. it.
3: Yeah, let's do it. let's do that because that's important. It's important to uh to, to, to hit those points. So number one was the uh, building a strong base for risk reduction. Number two is long term growth enhancement. Number three is inflation protected income. What do I mean by that, making sure that you have income coming in all the time that stays online with inflation because let's face it, things go up all the time. When I came to the US in nineteen eighty six I was able to buy my first condominium in Long Beach, uh, sorry, Newport Beach, California, uh, for $82,000. It takes pretty much that for the down payment today. And then number four, the fourth point is protecting your purchasing power. We all know how much a dollar was 50 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. We must build in our portfolio some protection for our purchasing power. So those are the four main things. The book is a tr- tremendous read. I recommend to anyone that has a financial nest egg take a good look at that book and maybe tweak your portfolio a little bit.
1: And if you, even if you don't have a financial nest, nest egg, you, you're not going to get one unless you know what you're doing. So there you go. Um, we've only got about th- I can't believe how quickly this has gone. We've only got about three minutes left of our time together. The floor is yours. Uh, and I do want people to call you at 855 888 6288. Folks, give him a call. Give Alex Wilson a call. Again, 855 888 6288 about anything that we've talked about. But take the floor. The last couple of minutes are yours, sir.
3: Well, it's been my pleasure. And as I said, I love supporting you guys and what you do and what your show's about. I absolutely. Um, big on making sure that we're an educating company and not a sales company we work with accredited investors meaning people that have a sizable net worth and we put them into timber and we put them into coffee and we put them into coconut um, real estate plays we have a triple blended fund that we've just released in the u.s. people are looking for safe alternatives and so if that's you obviously get online um Call me direct. Call me on the uh, 855 number, 855-888-6288. Go to PreciousTimber.com. See our videos. Come on one of our tours. We have what's called a discovery tour. It's not a sales tour. It's a discovery tour. I went down to discover Nicaragua. It wrapped its arms around me, and it hasn't let go. I promise you, if you come, something will impact you And you'll want to help out with some of the things that we do, like Doug has said. Like our school chair program, for example. I learned that 50% or less of the kids didn't even have a chair to sit on at school. How would you like to be a youngster trying to get educated and you're sitting on the floor? We made a big change there. We made hundreds, if not thousands, of chairs and given them to schools. You can do that, too. We're not saying that we're anyone special. I think anyone that sees those kinds of things is going to make an impact. And then finally, if you're looking for a affordable, peaceful, friendly, uh, warm, low cost of living part of the world. Let me tell you, Nicaragua is not that far away. It's only two hours from Miami. It's three hours from Houston. It's five hours from Los Angeles. It's close enough for those relatives that wish you hadn't have gone to this tropical location to live for them to either jump on a plane and come see you or for you to jump on the plane and go back home. So give Nicaragua a second look, and you'll be very surprised. She is a upcoming, she's a powerhouse of a potential marketplace, and especially if you're an entrepreneur. I can tell you, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to find It's covered wagon time. It's like when they came from the east to the west. Take Nicaragua on. Pull me. I'll be happy to help you.
1: Fantastic. I I think Donald Trump just made him the ambassador to Nicaragua. (laughs) Alex Wilson from uh, PreciousTimber.com. PreciousTimberProfits.com for that report. Get the report.
2: 855-888-6288. Mr. Wilson, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we hope that our listeners take advantage of the, the free reports that you've made available to them, and we will keep in touch. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you, sir.
3: Thank you so much. You what have a, a great, great evening. Man.
2: What a great guy. I mean, seriously, what a great... That was a fun hour. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, Pastor Paul Bagley, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm.
1: but a thing you're charging your rechargeable batteries Super GMAG chargeable is affordable it's lightweight weighs about 8 ounces it's durable it's EMP proof and it's environmentally friendly yeah, that it is it'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, 6 AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere anytime in any weather day or night go to greenovative.com that's greenovative.com Perhaps your business out there, a small business, would you like to extend the reach of your business? I bet you would. Would you like to, to have the same opportunities as companies such as Omaha Steaks, and Pro Flowers, and Casper mattress, some of the bigger companies out there. Would you like to have the same power? Advertise on our program. Go to HagmanandHagman.com or send an email to opportunities at HagmanandHagman.com. If you go to HagmanReport.com and HagmanHagman.com, there's a link where you can you can you can. It's a big red box. You'll see it. You'll see it. Click on that link and go ahead and read the benefits we have created for you. I think it's I think it's a fabulous opportunity.
5: PreciousTimberProfits.com dot com. PreciousTimberProfits dot com.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Have we got just uh, a tremendous treat for you? Pastor Paul Begley is is right here with us. Uh, if you're watching this via YouTube Live, he's coming on video. I just can't wait. Uh Pastor Paul Bagley is, is one of the premier pastors uh, in the world, I believe. He's got just a uh, uber popular show every day. John, I'm going to kick it over to you to bring him on and stuff because uh, Pastor Paul Bagley is a great guy.
2: Absolutely, he's been a uh, a guest on our show uh, many times since since the very beginning. Uh, we actually started off with. Um, pastor paul begley on the same network and um it's been a, a fantastic journey back when we used to do pi work out of town uh for a long time there i used to first thing i would do in the morning was turn on pastor paul begley's youtube that's stuff, right or we even met him and uh and i would i would check those out on a daily basis uh pastor paul it's great to have you back on the show
6: it's great to be here, guys. Great to be here. I love it when I get a chance to come on the Hagman Hagman Report.
2: <laughs> well, let's do this. Since uh, um, we always have listeners coming and going, we probably have a lot of new listeners. Let's tell folks mm-hmm. um, where they can find you at and when they can find yeah, you. That's, yeah,
6: Well, you can find me at let's say our, our website, paulbegleyprophecy.com, dot com, dot com, and of course my YouTube channel, Paul Begley, thirty four. And if they go to those two places, they can, they'll find us everywhere else, you know, that we're at. So, uh, check us out. We love it when people come and enjoy. And 12 noon, I do, as you guys know, I've been doing the daily show now since forever at 12 noon Eastern and, uh, we have, always have a great time.
1: Well, you, um you've earned the distinction among many of the, uh, well, uh, the Washington, uh, compost and the, uh, Harvard, uh, uh, university is the, the, <laughs> the spokesperson for, for, uh, fake news or some sort of Russian apologist apparently. Yeah. Uh, so, so we know, we know you're, you're on the right track. Um, obviously you're over the target, but, uh, it's interesting. So yeah, 12 noon and I, uh, folks, I would not miss it. Uh, it's a, he's got a great, great program. Also, you do television too. We had the mm-hmm. honor of being on television.
6: Yeah, we're on, uh, DirecTV, Channel 367. That's DirecTV, Channel 367. That's the uh, World Harvest Television Network. Every Sunday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern across the nation. And a few other uh local markets as well, Orlando, Florida and, and Indianapolis and New Orleans and what have you. But but the uh, direct T V every Sunday night at ten thirty Eastern. And uh it was great when we had you guys on the show. It was awesome. It was fun. I loved it. It was, yeah,
1: it, was it was fun. It was fun to to meet the people there and you've got such live a, studio audience Yeah, live studio audience. Uh kinda like here. Well, no, those are mannequins. Never mind. <laughs> uh wow. Um well, well Pastor, uh what's on your radar i mean there's so many things to talk about you you got so many things going on in the world man we could talk for days what do you want to talk about first because we got like you know we'll go back and forth here but we there there's a, so much going on what's on your radar right now
6: well i mean right now it's it's obviously that the world is in a state of transition the it was they went from globalization to now nationalization and the New World Order it, it is really struggling with this. I mean, these guys, you know, President Barack Obama's two miles down the street from the White House when he, you know, he's moving in Valerie Jarrett, uh, and he's got people planted throughout the entire federal government in almost every industry. I should say every, uh, agency, every agency. And, uh, this was a, this has the appearance of a, of a, of a soft coup. Uh, being orchestrated quietly and softly. You know, they're killing us softly.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that, that's right. And, and you know, I was looking at, uh, I was looking at this and the number of, of infiltrators into the government, uh, socialist and even hardcore communist under Barack Hussein Obama II. Amazing. And I do believe that a lot were brought in under Clinton, both, I mean, under Bill Clinton, but the co-presidency there, that remained there under Bush and then were really even more facilitated, groomed. And, and, and when
2: Bill and Clinton Biden. got into office, he fired, I think it was 95 uh yeah. former... um attorneys and, and staffers that were appointed under Bush. And could we see the big outrage today about Trump wanting to... But the, the, Yeah, that, that happens all the time. Right. But, I mean, I think a lot of what we're seeing today in this state of transition that you talked about, Pastor, is the backlash, the backlash that the media is creating around everything that Trump does. And I don't think that we've seen this kind of political environment in this country in a long time, not that I can remember, um... And I don't think that you two can remember a time where it was. Uh, I'm not sure about this this time. Hello, Pastor. What do you think?
6: (laughs) Well, you know, I was young during the, the Watergate days. I remember I was a teenager and, uh, and that was pretty volatile and there was a lot of hostility and partisan, partisan, uh, divide. But, uh, this is the worst I've ever, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's absolutely a joke. Uh, the mainstream media, back in those days, you had actual journalism. As you know, Doug, yep. I mean, it was actual journalism. Uh, yeah, they were still leaning left, but you know, they tried to be, they didn't try to look that way. They tried their best to be, to at least let the American public think they were trying to be, um honest about it. Now it's just blatant. I mean, we, you're either left or right. It's just, there's no in between. It's not journalism. It's propaganda. Uh, and this is what's formed, what we have, what you guys have, and uh, well, what we have here, and that is alternative media. That's what's birthed it. Is people are sick and tired of watching Wolf Blitzer and Rachel Maddow and oh. you know Mika Brzezinski and and these uh, these clowns on uh, on mainstream media.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. So
2: you'd say that this. Um, Maybe what we're seeing from the, the left media and from the media in general, that all these lies about Donald Trump and these fake scandals about his administration is just as much about the alternative media as it is Trump?
6: Yes, absolutely. Uh, it, we are such a threat to the mainstream media now. I mean, seriously, the numbers are proving it. If you take all of us collectively, our our total views a day is better than the major networks, uh, and they know it. I mean, we're right there with them. Uh, they really don't know what to do with this except come out, let Harvard, Harvard does a study, the 50 most, you know, the top 50 fake news sites. And there's, you know, there's a uh, Canadian free press. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Oh,
5: I'm yeah.
6: thinking that's, that's Hagman's, that's Hagman's. <laughs> and then, and, and there's Steve Quayle in oh, the yeah. middle of the thing. And, uh, you know, basically they're targeting every conservative uh, website and every alternative media that's got any clout at all—they they know who we are and we're a major threat to them because they are propagandists, they are liars, and we keep exposing it.
1: Indeed, and, and you mentioned Watergate. I, I I've been thinking about that too. Uh, back then, you had, and and I'll, I'm I'm know I'm going to get emails when I say this, but you had some. Semblance of journalism back then. You you had people asking questions. You had the Woodward's and Bernstein's, Uh, at at least going through some of the motions. Now, again, it wasn't perfect back then. I I get it, but at least there was, there was some level of journalism being done. Today there is none. It's the every place is an arm of one of the branches of, of the government or the government itself, I should say. So yeah, you're right. So the alternative media, and you're making a difference. Your numbers and, and individually and collectively, our numbers, all of us, um, I believe are, are making a difference. And uh that's why, Pastor, last year the new the word or the phrase of the uh year uh was um uh, post truth. Uh, refer- you know, referencing the alternative media and of course, uh, fake news and everything that goes along with it. So yeah, it's, we're the threat. And what, what are they going to do to, about the threat? They're going to try to silence us or are they silencing us or what's, uh- well, what,
6: but well, they're going to do it this way. What they're doing, yes, they would love to silence us if they could, uh, they, but that, if they just went after us, and just tried to shut us down, I mean, there'd be a revolt in this country. And, uh, and they know that. They're, I mean, that's the power we have. Uh, with truth, the truth is always so will set you free. so what they're doing is net neutrality. I mean this is unbelievable. I remember when I first went on YouTube seven years ago. Uh, if something happened in the news I, I if I put a video out quickly and i would i would I would just I would see there was a breaking situation, I would just turn the camera on, do a two minute video, boom, post it, and a lot of times I would beat everybody in the world, and I would be first or second or third on Google. Back in those days, then as the rest of the mainstream media and the print media and everybody started to get in and reporting, they all had to fall in line. It was based on who was first. And this helped helped a lot for me in the first couple of years because then when people would do a Google search on the story, boom, I was popping up every time. That's not how it is now. It don't matter if you're first. You can be first, but as soon as the others come, they shove you down quickly. You're on the third, fourth page. I mean it doesn't matter; they have selected groups that are that's going to get the main slots, and that's just the way it's going to run and it's in anything about Israel anything about Israel immediately goes to the back of the line. You have to go to your Google search and hit type in the the word of the story, but that's not good enough you're going to have to hit in the last hour or the last twenty four hours for it to come up to the page so you can find it. So net neutrality, uh, Doug and Joe, that is how they're going to try to slowly softly silence us. It just keep pushing us down.
1: Is that why we lost the ICANN addresses, you know? Is that one of the reasons the uh that, that Obama let the ICANN he internationalized the
2: uh, addressing uh, of the internet the of uh, cataloging and and handing out the addresses for websites on the Internet to an international organization, I believe, in 2015.
6: Absolutely what happened. When he handed the Internet over to the world governing body, I guess, of the United Nations, basically, I mean, it's one of their affiliates, immediately the censorship, the net neutrality, the repositioning of who gets in what position began, and that's exactly why he did it. It was a way to kill social media, to kill alternative media or to hurt us anyway. They can't kill us because we're just got the numbers just keep overriding. Now they might slow us down in our position on Google and Facebook and, and, and Twitter, um, especially Facebook and Google may decide what, you know, that we're not trending and they may keep propping up their failed new york times and washington post and everyone else that they got and they keep pushing them you know on the uh social media viewers but we still win we're still winning and we're going to win no matter what because we bring the truth we were you know we're unadulterated truth (laughs) infallible truth and that's what people want
1: yeah it, it, people are starving for the the truth, and and they know the truth when they see it. Yeah, you know, our audiences together, I think, are, are the most intelligent, intelligent audiences in the world. Um, yeah. It, and what we're
2: seeing, if uh, I want to give this example, we're seeing the opposite of this with the press corps. How um, Trump is, you know, putting other reporters from the the Associated Press. I guess it's been a tradition that they get the first question in a press briefing, or has been. Uh, and then, you know, the New York Times and whatever, there's like a short list. Well, Trump is, is um, you know, bringing in uh, reporters via Skype to ask questions, and he's also bringing uh, different reporters and asking uh, the, fr- the first questions being asked by other reporters, and it's causing a lot of uproar, you know, from people from the Associated Press, from people from the New York Times and Washington Post. And it, it, I guess it's the same, uh, what you were talking about with the Internet, how they're uh, filtering down, people search results for stories or whatever putting the prioritized first and and it is um rather disappointing to see the internet becoming so uh controlled and then you have companies like you said facebook who will say you know your stuff is fake news and filter out your post and give you a timeout or twitter can give you a 24-hour timeout they can ban your account and they can um you know Block your tweet From Instead of showing up As the, the tweet It will look like A reply to something else Or they'll Unless you search For the person You won't be able To find Or hashtag You won't yeah, be able To find that Buried account. basically Right yeah. And uh, it's, it's real important That uh, we continue To find The the new Upcoming avenues To be able To uh, self promote Because if we don't Continue to self promote From what you just Described pastor How you were gaining All these listeners And, and people were able To find you Based on breaking uh, News and events it's no longer possible for you to do that. So we have to find new ways to attract uh, and bring in people um, to the message that we're saying, and I guess that's exactly. where we got to go.
6: That's exactly right, and uh, and thank God Trump won the election because I can tell you if Hillary had won the election, uh, we were targeted. I mean, there was a huge, huge target on our back: social media and alternative media and and Christianity. Uh, Christianity, uh, and, and any Jews and Christians were certainly going to receive the incredible pushes to the back of the line. Look, President Obama went after, uh, conservative and non-profit organizations with the IRS. I mean, he went after them. There was no question. He used the NSA to go after them. He used the IRS to go after us. He, uh, handed the internet away and let net neutrality by international body of the United Nations go after us. So, what we have to do is keep, we have to be agile. We have to be, uh, really, I mean, we got to sting like a butterfly and, you know, and float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. I mean, we got to, right. we got to, we got to constantly look into where the next, uh, situation opens and talk to as many people as we can.
1: Yeah, amen to that. Now, you mentioned a couple of things here. Um, you mentioned Israel earlier and then you mentioned the NSA. They had different, different subjects, different, uh, um uh, issues. Uh, with respect to the NSA, I don't know, do you want to get into any of that, Um the NSA situation that, that you these had? These guys?
6: Yeah, these guys?
1: Is Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Okay. Hey,
6: okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, they left me one of those the last time they came. The, you know, a little patch, they said you can put that on your window if you want, if it makes you feel better. And they're just playing games with us, guys. <laughs> okay. Did you see that? Should I put that back up there? No? Go ahead
1: and put that back up. And for those listening on uh, BTR and Global Star, it's the National Security Agency
6: uh, uh, logo. Okay. It's yeah. They gave me a they gave me a a coin already, and I saved that one. They said that might get you out of jail free. <laughs> <laughs> just playing with me is what they're doing. Okay, you can get them on eBay. But the last time, uh, give me one of those just hey, to remind. My, a little
1: window like, decal
6: for you. Yeah, I'll put it over here on the window here. Yeah.
2: yeah just, yeah. Of course, you it, think a sticker like that on your window would get more uh, scrutiny than a Trump bumper sticker? <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, be careful. Exactly. Well, but yeah,
2: well, yeah. I mean,
1: if you want to, talk, if you want to, just sh- sure because it's, I, you know, I don't know, is there anything more that happened? And if not, if you want to recount what did happen, it'd be kind of interesting.
6: Well, I mean, I haven't been visited since the third visit, and I'm hoping I, I'm hoping no more. as you know, what else can I say? I'm going to tell you the same thing each time uh I just do know that the uh the uh, upcoming uh watchman conference that we're going to be having in mm-hmm. Dallas that we've already they told us they were going to send uh, two or three representatives there and they'll be in the crowd just listening I mean part of it is a learning experience for them the government wants to know what what we're talking about what we're saying anything new coming on I'm sure your shows are monitored just like mine I know they are mm-hmm. and, and and basically it's just to see where we're going, what's next? What's the Bible prophecy? What's the scriptures say? well what is our opinions on uh, the current events? And you know, they want to know what's the thermometer? How big are the numbers? Why are these people following us? Uh, and um, they're they're paranoid. I'll be mean, quite honest with you. They're paranoid because their message isn't resonating with the general public. And and here's the other thing. We don't have just a national audience. You guys don't, and neither do I. We have an international audience. Right. And, and and so this is why there was a Brexit in the UK. This is why you see this nationalism movement taking place in Germany. They're going to throw Merkel in the street. I mean, she's destroyed the country with the migrant crisis. Uh you you're going to see several nations going into a nationalism, you know, uh, Take care of our home nation first. Why are we trying to police the world? You know, this is a huge, this is a huge shift from the globalization, from the Tony Blairs of the world running around, wringing their hands, hollering one world government, one world religion. This stuff is not going to work. Um, you know, people don't want it. It don't work.
1: Uh, that's true. Now, now, um, yeah, and I do believe we're suffering, or many, the population. Is suffering from this moral, uh, cultural, and spiritual whiplash that they experienced, especially the spectators, um, the non-participants of this, uh, f- from this move toward globalism, and then all of a sudden the one hundred and eighty toward uh, nationalism. So, or non-globalism. The nationalism sounds a little bit. No, you know, it doesn't, because you know people have been taking that out of
2: context yeah, ever since it's been brought up by Trump. Nationalism is not equal Nazism.
0: Uh-uh. No.
2: even though you know you have the one example of, of Hitler. Um, it's not national restored, socialism, right? And he what he did is is re, uh, restored his country's economy and brought it back through a war machine that he later you know launched against um, continents of people, but. The equation of, of nationalism, Nazi, and people thinking nationalism is some bad word now. It really makes me mad because that's one thing I do remember. Uh, I've studied, you know, the nationalism, different nationalist movements, and it's only, um, you know, it's gone bad a few times in history. Nazism is, is a great example, but, um, the other times it's been, you know, you've had civil wars and, and internal political strifes, but I don't see how a, um, the media or other people can say that putting your country first being your country's leader putting your country first putting the people first is a bad thing or equal to being a nazi in any way it's just right. it drives me crazy uh, the more right. i hear it
6: right but and i you know i probably shouldn't use the term because of that ex- exact reason as you're saying because they want people the media especially wants to equate the term nationalism with nazism uh, I mean, Israel is a, a national nation. Matter sure. of fact, every nation is a national nation. They, you know, that's what makes you a nation. You know, they all got borders and they all got constitutions or some kind of parliament or monarchy or form of government. Um, it, but what's happened is the end of globalization, the end of the, and this was the big play by the Illuminati, the Luciferians. I mean, they were at the, they were inside the five yard line, guys. They were inside the five yard line it's and and they were' get first down inside the five they're going in and all of a sudden fumble fumble whoa <laughs> you know and uh and uh the people have woke up and they're saying we don't want this you're That's killing right. us yes
1: yeah I- exactly and I, and I and I see that uh i do see that uh taking place the 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 that that kind of the the again the whip, whiplash that whipping whipping back around but now getting back a little bit to, to the NSA I just want to kind of, kind of clarify this you had mentioned Bible prophecy and their interest in Bible prophecy their inter- are, are they looking at, at what you're saying or are they trying to understand Bible prophecy through what you teach and preach and talk about
6: uh, a little bit of both okay they 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 have teams the, the federal government has prophecy teams of people that uh, their job is to study the bible to study the quran to study hinduism and buddhism and try to get a handle on uh you know judaism try to get an understanding of the eschatology of each religion they they realize that the three religions of the apocalypse, which would be Christianity, Judaism, and uh, Islam, all bring the world into a cataclysmic conclusion, if you will. And so, when they study the Bible, they they do study prophecy, and then they listen to what is being talked about. They listen to how Lindsey report. They want to know what Jack Van Impe is saying. They are interested in what Perry Stone is his uh, his end time ideals. And now you have, uh, uh, you know, a host of others, whether it's Gary Sherman or it be, uh you know, myself or others. That what they're doing is they're saying, okay, what are these guys saying, and how does this compare uh with what they're saying with the Bible, and how does this compute to, let's say, um, capitalism? How does it compute to socialism? Uh How does this all come around, and what is their next move? Because obviously uh you know Christianity uh, doesn't want the Antichrist I mean we want Jesus Christ uh, at the same time we have re- we read the Bible we know what Jesus said would happen just before his return in Matthew 24 mark 13 Luke 21 and all throughout the Old Testament in revelation uh, so they're interested in what we're saying they're they also can see that these current events are playing out just like the Bible said and so I mean they're interested in what we're reporting. What you guys are reporting is playing perfectly with the biblical scenario.
2: In that biblical scenario, you know, we're talking about the, the move away from globalism, um, ends in a, with a globalist, you know, one world government system, um, at the very end. So we know, uh, that's going to happen one way or another. And, right. you know, when you talk about the end times and, and the tribulation period, the mark of the beast, um, that is a one world system as well. But there has to be a lead up to that, I believe, um, that will take us there. But let me ask you this, Pastor. We got about a minute and a half before break. Do you believe that somebody who's not a Christian can sit down and analyze what you just talked about and get it right?
6: No. They can't get it right, but they can analyze it and they can see that it. They can see some of the possibilities, but they'll need help with it. And that's why they'll go to other books, other manuscripts, other teaching, or YouTube, or what have you, to try to gather um, the biblical perspective of the end. Um, But you need the Holy Spirit really, because you know you won't. I'm afraid that those who are not walking in the light of the Lord. Something could happen right in front of their face, and they just don't even realize that that's a biblical narrative playing out. Uh, they're just not aware of that, and so spiritual eyes to see uh, will certainly enhance their opportunity. But I mean, if you can read the Bible, you'll you'll see a lot of it right there for you if you are looking.
2: No, you are absolutely right, folks. We're talking with Pastor Paul Begley. Paul Begley, Paul Begley Prophecy. is his website. His YouTube channel, Paul Begley Thirty Four. You can uh, catch him live on Blog Talk Radio or on his, on his website. He does video also at paulbegleyprophecy.com and uh, multiple YouTube videos, very informative YouTube videos every day. And don't forget, paulbegleyprophecy.com, Awaken to the Shaken Conference coming up May 5th and 6th in Chicago. It's free to attend. Sign up on Pastor Paul Begley's website, com. And we'll be right back with Pastor Paul. He's going to be with us until the end of the show. So we've got three more segments with him. Don't go anywhere.
4: Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time no nor ever shall be.
1: Folks, I want to direct your attention to MasterPreps.com. MasterPreps.com. Wow. MasterPreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, MasterPreps.com. That's MasterPreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you could possibly want from a cooking utensils, a cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it will blow you away. Absolutely, Eric It's insane. I mean, wow. Look. At the products. Folks, visit MasterPreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Reporter family. MasterPreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. MasterPreps.com.
5: Are you ready for what comes next? from all of us at in the Wood. We pray you have a healthy, mm-hmm. safe, and prosperous 2017. And we would like to thank all of you for welcoming
3: us the Hagman and Higman family, you're all a very wonderful and special group of people.
5: Because we believe it is so important for you to work and acquire good health this year, we're going to do something that we've never done before as a thank you to you for your support. We're going to make something available that we believe everyone needs. During the month
0: of January, anyone who invests in their health by purchasing either our American Heritage Remedies Kit, our Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit, or $200 in individual remedies of your choice we're going to give to you our crisis remedy just in case for free your health must be a part of your preparation plan we're here to help you with that journey may god bless y'all and may god bless america happy new Year. year
1: Thirty-four. That's for the uh, YouTube. Okay, which you got to you, you got you to gotta watch his YouTube channel and subscribe to his channel, as well as ours. But Paul Bigley thirty-four, on YouTube. PaulBegleyProphecy That's his website. If you don't know who Paul, Pastor Paul Bigley is, you've been living under a rock or on a deserted island for a long time because uh, he's well known throughout the uh, throughout the world. Actually, world renowned pastor speaker and a uh, bible expert and he's gonna be at in dallas at 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 here the Washburn Con- conference that's gonna be end of march right pastor
6: yeah march thirty first april first april second okay and uh yeah that's uh it's gonna be <clears throat> that one's gonna be pretty amazing they got eighteen speakers for that one good Okay. Uh three full days, Friday morning till Sunday evening. So yeah, it'll be pretty powerful.
1: Yeah, actually my stepson's getting married that day, so it's uh yeah. But uh so yeah, wish you well on that. And then we've then of course we'll be at Awaken to the Shaken Conference. Um that's in uh, just north of Chicago in Gurney, Illinois, May fifth and sixth. Folks, you gotta go to that. It, 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 I think two thirds of the Nation's population is, and Canada's population is within a day's drive of, of Gurney, Illinois, or just north of Chicago. Uh, it's free. It's free! Well.
0: <laughs> Except uh,
1: for the lodging and travel. Yeah, yeah. And, and whatever we shake you down at the door for. Right. <laughs> and that's
6: that's that's your that's your area that's no, right that's, your area.
1: that's right we're just gonna we're gonna set up a fake uh fake booth out, out front and say yeah it's uh, tickets are 50 bucks and uh, t- yeah TSA style right before we get back back to Pastor and we're kidding folks we're kidding go to go to Pastor Paul Bigley's website and uh, click on the link to the Awaken to the Shaken but you know what register register now that's May 5th and 6th because it's filling up fast and you know hey it's free uh we're going to give, be giving some fantastic. Russ Disdor is going to be there. Pastor Paul Begley is going to be there. There's your, there's your conference right there. Those two. But before you get back to Pastor Paul, I just want to mention, uh, Minuteman Rocket Stove, the best rocket stove on the market bar none. If you haven't gotten one of these, you're behind the, you're you're, you're behind the times. MinutemanStove.com, MinutemanStove.com. And folks, think about this in, in these uncertain times. You, you got to, nor'easter barren on the uh, barren down on the on the east coast. If your power goes out, your your utilities go out. How are you gonna cook? How are you gonna warm up the water? I've got the perfect solution. It's the Minuteman Rocket stove. It can provide your family or group the perfect solution for cooking for whatever you need. It's small. It's lightweight. It's wood burning. Every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove with decent wood. It's smokeless. Fully self contained for a clean clean storage and transport because the Minuteman is so efficient it cuts down your wood gathering needs you don't need to go out there and get big you know tremendously big logs Um, it's about a tenth of what would be required of cooking the old fashioned way like over over an open fire don't rely on gas or fuel stoves you know we did that Um, I I don't camp and this is why uh, I I took an old camping stove this is like 30 years ago and, yeah, ran out of fuel, and I was in the middle of nowhere. And it was just, man, anyway, the Minuteman works wonders. It's easy to feed. It's easy to use. Prepare your family. Prepare for your, yourself, even. Use a Minuteman rocket stuff. Order one today. It'll make bad times much better. Their products are all handmade in the United States. And, folks, let me tell you, these are quality. This is a Cadillac of the rocket stuff. Uh, they're all handmade in the U.S., North Carolina. and They're extremely rugged. It comes with a two-year warranty. And by the way, no one has ever taken advantage of that warranty. MinutemanStove.com. 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 Tell them you're on the Hagman Report.
2: We're talking with Pastor Paul Begley. PaulBegleyProphecy.com is the website. And Paul Begley 34 on YouTube. Again, make sure you subscribe to Pastor Paul's YouTube channel if you are not already. Um, we covered some ground in the the first segment, Pastor, with with news and current events, and a little bit about the climate of our country.
0: Yeah, can,
1: uh, but can I jump in here, sure. Pastor? Uh, you mentioned Israel during the first segment. Um, what is going on with this anti-Semitism? You've got the the Jewish centers. uh, uh, uh This and there's
2: been one one of those um, some of the threats that were called in it was done by a former reporter for. To, not to yeah, call, I can't remember, but uh, he tried to blame some ex-girlfriend and made it a very racist thing. But well, but, but that, that kind of died that after that came out. That, yeah. that died in the news. They did not, um, you know, the, the online media did a much better job reporting it than the mainstream media did. But, yeah, we have cemeteries being vandalized in Philadelphia and, and around where you live in Indiana. You have threats being called in to synagogues and... I mean, at a, at a much higher number than we've seen but, in, but, but in that, the
1: past. But also, what, what Pastor mentioned about the search results being buried, about anything pro-Israel uh, information. Uh, what's going on?
6: Well, you're getting ready to see a biblical prophecy moment. And the devil knows it. And the left knows it. And the Palestinians know it. And the Arab world knows it. And the Islamic world Donald Trump is not going to veto the moving of the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And when this was passed by our Congress in 1995 and from Bill Clinton to George W. Bush, Barack Obama, every one of the presidents have signed every six months a veto on the move for uh, national security reasons. And uh, Donald Trump ran as on his platform. One of the points was, if I'm elected, I'm moving that embassy. Now here's why it's a biblical prophecy moment. Because the moment the United States declares that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel by moving our embassy, it establishes Jerusalem as the eternal city of God, which is a biblical uh, ramification. And because Jesus, when Jesus left, when, and during his ascension, he, you know, the, a voice from heaven said, "Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing in the heavens? This same Jesus that you see going away is coming again in like manner. He's returning according to Zechariah 12. Jerusalem will become this cup of trembling, this burdensome stone for all people. It's because uh, the the Lord will return on the Mount of Olives. It splits in half. It's a it's the end is coming. And Israel had to be a nation rebirthed and Jerusalem had to be its capital and city waiting for the returning of the king. The Bible calls Jerusalem the city of the great king. So this is coming guys and I'm going to be in Jerusalem actually. Uh, and I hope to be standing there the very day that the word is released from the White House that the, that the embassy is coming to Jerusalem because I know what this means. I know what this means it is a setting us up. We're in the end times, and of course, from uh, th- there's going to be some chaos, and I think you're already seeing it. Anti-Semitism against the Jews, hatred everywhere, they can feel it, like they know it's coming.
2: And that's, um, you know, other people talk about this, uh, if, if the U.S. does this or when the U.S. does this, that it is a, a prophetic moment, a very important moment. Um, there's speculation that they'll see increased amounts of terrorist attacks, and um, anti-Israeli backlash uh, from both uh, locally and internationally and that it could be very contentious in trying to do this. Um, so we'll see. I know that when this came out in the news either Trump or, or part of his team said it would not be something that was instantaneous or even quick that it would take some time uh, to complete. Right. And I don't think he was going to do it in his first year uh, but that was what the the report said if I remember correctly. Um talking about israel i want to go in and go in a uh take a left turn here because when you mentioned israel i it reminded me of a video i watched recently of you at the supreme court building in israel and i've never seen yes. some of the things that were there before can you get into that a little bit and, and describe sure. it to people um yeah that,
1: and, and yeah that was a great piece of video by the way um do, do we have that not queued up. Uh, okay all right but i can i'll find the
2: title of it and direct people Those to it it was good but yeah, there was a big pyramid in the middle of the Supreme. Can you give us a little, um, cause this is very interesting for folks who haven't, haven't heard this before.
6: Actually, yeah, actually, we were uh, staying at the Crown Plaza Hotel, which is where all the diplomats stay. Okay. Uh, when the United Nations sends in their diplomats or any nation, a lot of times they either stay at the King David Hotel. That's where the presidents and prime ministers and those people stay. But your lower level, your diplomats that actually are doing all the work, they usually throw them over at the Crown Plaza. So we happened to be staying at the Crown Plaza that week, doing some filming. Heidi looked out the window, when we were on the 21st floor, she looked out the window and said, what? Are you serious? That is the Illuminati Pyramid. It's green, it's got the eye, and it's sitting on top of that building. He goes, what's the story with that? What what is that building? I said, I don't know what that building is, but that's definitely. We zoomed in with the camera. Well, later that day, I got a got a cab. I was going somewhere, and I said, hey, can you tell me what that building is right there? And he says, yeah, that's the Supreme Court building. So I tell Heidi this. She says, why don't we go inside? We got to check this out. So she calls. There was a tour the next day scheduled, so we went on this little tour, and uh, it was it's there's ley lines running right. Through the Supreme Court building, it's built on the ley lines. It has 33 stairs up to the third level. It has a the Illuminati pyramid is in a atrium room called the Room of Enlightenment. The all of the Supreme Court justices, um, whenever they have a court case, if it's a if they're if it's a kind of difficult case to rule on. They will go into the enlightenment room and wait to be enlightened on what the answer should be. Now this building was built by the Rothschilds, completely donated by them, and, uh, is totally, 1000%. They're proud of it. They tell you this. So when you think of Jerusalem, yes, it is a, a holy city. It's the city of, of the great king, Jesus Christ returning. It is absolutely a tremendous, uh, city where you have the temple mount you have all the other things you have the jews the christians and the muslims converging there it's spectacular it's the it's one of the most awesome things to be a part of is to just walk around in jerusalem for a few days but when you go to the to the supreme court there's no question there is no question that that building and that part of the of the nation of israel has a heavy influence um By the Illuminati. And, and here's, and I was in prayer about this. I want to say this. I said, God, what in the world's going on here? He goes, well, you haven't been to Washington, so you haven't figured that one out, so you're going to need to do that. And you need to spend a little time at Buckingham Palace. You need to spend a little time near the Vatican. And once you do, you'll get a clue that the, the power, the kingdoms of the world are all going to converge as one. And, uh, and then the Lord reminded me that Jesus chose 12 disciples, but one of them was a devil. He even says that. And Lucifer has always had a seat at the table. The Illuminati has always been at the table and will stay at the table, no matter how great a nation is, America, Israel, Canada, or any other nation. Believe me, the Illuminati has a seat at the table of every every nation's leadership, and it's going to be there until the coming of the Lord.
2: And, yeah, you that's, know, uh, very fascinating. And folks, if you go on, um, uh, Pastor Paul Begley's YouTube channel, you can, uh, scroll down there. The, the video is about a year, year and a half old, or you can just search, um, Paul Begley, Israel, uh, Illuminati or Supreme Court. There's quite a few videos up there of, um, from inside the
1: building and from outside the building. But that doesn't mean Pastor, or does it mean, well, what does that mean in terms of Israel, the nation, and, I mean that's not an indictment on the entire nation. No,
6: it's not. It's okay. no it's not. And and that's why I'm trying to break it in two parts. You have the spiritual portion of of Israel and the government itself is very spiritual. There's no question. The nation of Israel is founded on the word of God, and you can't walk through a doorway anywhere in Israel without the word of the Lord on the side of the post. Okay? The city shuts down for the Sabbath. I mean, trust me. This is a very holy and religious city, and Christians are everywhere trying to follow the footsteps of Christ, and Muslims are converging uh, and, and trying to get up on the Temple Mount to pray. So there's no question. The nation of Israel is very religious, and, and God has His hand on that nation. But there is an Illuminati influence, and it has a, it's got a seat there. It doesn't have control, but it has a seat. And in the judicial side of Israel, it has a seat, much like we see in Washington, DC. America's a great country founded on the Word of God. Israel's is founded by God. America was founded on the Word of God. And yet six different presidents said their greatest fear for this nation was that it would become under the hand of the Illuminati. And that's going from George Washington to John F. Kennedy. And um So that isn't an indictment on Israel, so I don't want anybody to misunderstand. It's not an indictment on Israel. Israel is a powerful nation with the hand of God on it. But, but Jesus was a powerful son of God, but he had a, he had the Illuminati at the table. He was always there.
2: And we have to remember, I mean, just like Washington DC and our government and our government institutions versus the citizens, which we see publicly, one of the biggest divides that we've, we've had ever, uh, if you lump the media and and politics and Washington D.C. in there, it's the same with with most nations. You have you know the um, the people, the, the top one percent or the elites in every nation. Who and you mentioned that that Supreme Court building was built by the Rothschilds. They seem to have their hand in everything. Um, yeah. At least all all um, monetary uh, institutions across the world. But there are you know it seems like power attracts. Bad people inherently, or or they're groomed for it, or whatever. But these people, well, they from the politicians, to the money men, all seem to have this dark agenda where the, the but, public is not aware of it unless they are, uh, you know, awake unless they're looking for the truth.
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, Judas carried the was the man that carried the money bag. <clears throat> he they're always close to that area. That's one of their seats of authority, and uh, it's it's inher- inherited fact that. The one world government, the new world order, if you will, uh, the rise of the Antichrist. What is one of the main things that the the beast system is responsible for? It's And that is the mark of the beast. And without it, you can't buy or sell. It's a control of the economy, the, uh, the, the ability for people to earn a living, people to have health care, for people to be involved in every day-to-day life, get a job. So this control, uh, again, the Illuminati is always at the table. They've got a seat. I see them sitting in the corner there. They've got their seat, and um, they're in every government. They're, set, they're not in control of every government. Now, the Chinese, they just about are. The communism, when you have communist nations like North Korea, China, Cuba, the former Soviet Union, you had the Illuminati really running those nations. The, the people weren't running anything. They, they had no voice. In America, we do have a voice. Uh, it gets cloudy. We have to fight through a lot of issues, uh, and we got to stand up and scream for it. And we got to push and shove and throw our elbows around. But we do ha- still have the opportunity to get some, at least, be heard a little bit. They're hearing us tonight. This is part of the voice. You don't get right. to do this in North Korea. The Hagman and Hagman show is not on North Korea. It never would be under the regime they have there. So, uh, we'll you know, little pet there, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and, and, you know, folks, Pastor Paul Bagley's been in Israel, all over Israel. He knows Israel. He knows Jerusalem. Uh, I've gotten some emails saying, well, if you're a Christian in Israel, you cannot, um, uh, you've got to be careful because, can you, as a Christian, can you proselytize in Israel or is that,
6: it, well look if, if you're a citizen of Israel, if you're an Israeli, uh, you know that's frowned upon. They really don't want the messianic Christians, they don't the Christian Jews, they don't want them evangelizing or proselyting they, If right. they believe if that's how they believe, then they leave them alone, uh, but they don't want them out there. but the first messianic congregation uh, synagogues are being built now. Oh, this okay. is, this is huge. And oh, oh, by the way, if you, I don't know if you know Avi Lipkin. Yes. But Avi Lipkin, uh, is a Orthodox Jew. He is an Orthodox Jew, but he has formed a political party called the, the Block Party or the Bible Party. And he is the first political party that is going to represent Jews and Christians. And so, I mean, this is huge. This, Israel's a Jewish state. Okay. And if you're going to make Aliyah, if you're a Jew and you live in another nation and you want to come to Israel and become a citizen of Israel, well, you need to be fully committed to Judaism. And um, if you're if you're a Christian Jew, you'll be turned away. You'll, you know, I'm just being honest. This is it's a uh, it's a Jewish state, but there are thousands, I mean, well, millions of Christians that live in Israel, and the, and their numbers are growing. And so Avi Lipkin is trying to run for a seat at the next election. He's running for a seat in the Knesset under his new party called the Block Party or the Bible Party, and he wants to represent the Christians along with Jews. He's the first time that this has ever happened.
1: He he mentioned that when he was on before. Yeah, that's good. Yeah,
6: yeah, it's good. So they're changing. They know, a matter of fact, I'll just be honest with you, Rabbi Yehuda Glick, Who's now in the Knesset and you guys know the story about him and how he's leading the, the push for Jews to be allowed to pray again on the Temple Mount and he's pushing for the Third Temple. Well, when, uh, he went, he came to, uh, uh Washington for the Trump inauguration. He represented Israel as an envoy, official envoy of Israel. Uh, he met with several, uh, congressmen and senators and it was all about uh, helping America move, you know, Helping any way they could for America to move that embassy to, to Jerusalem to establish Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And, uh, he called me. He called me on the phone a few weeks ago and said, Paul, uh, can you help me? I need Christians to help us sign the uh, petition. It's called the Jerusalem Covenant. But if you can get, help us to get some Christians from around the world to sign this, we want to present it to President Donald Trump and say, look, You've got signatures from Christians as well as Jews, and they're worldwide saying, "Sure, move the embassy, help establish Jerusalem as the covenant." He's chosen 25 evangelical pastors from around the world, of which I'm one of the 25. I, I tell you, that what's happening is that you know the government of Israel has to and will. They seek. They know Christians are their friends. They know we are their friends, and. and so there's a bridge being built right now, big time.
1: Fantastic. Okay. And, and that explains a lot. And, and we, the other question we get, Joe, and, and then I'll, um, we're about four minutes out from the top of the hour, but, uh, the other question we get a lot is, uh, you know, oh, the, uh, um, the treatment of the Palestinians by the Israelis, how they're walled in and penned in and it's concentration camps if you're a palestinian they, they live in pal- uh, concentration camps now you've been there right i do i dare say that's an overstatement if if uh a completely inaccurate statement uh uh
6: totally totally false let's uh help clear that up and it's that is what the media has portrayed right that is what the left wing has done if you're in Israel, the Palestinian people that live in Israel, work every day in Israel, own shops in Jerusalem, own restaurants, drive the cabs. I usually always hire a Palestinian cab driver because a Palestinian tr- cab driver can go anywhere in the country. An Israeli cab driver has to stay in the Israeli territories, can't go into the West Bank. Okay? Oh, wow. Think about that. Because he's not a Welcome. There's big signs on the road that says, "If you're Israeli, whoa, you know, don't be uh, attention. If you enter into the West Bank, you enter it under your own risk of even death." <laughs> okay. So when I decide to go to Bethlehem, or if I want to go to the West Bank, if I want to go to Jericho, I hire a Palestinian cab driver, and he takes me anywhere I want to go. There's no there's no threat to tourists. Tourists can go anywhere they want, right. and they're welcomed but and you I've sat and talked to Palestinian people they love their their citizenship as in Israel they love the freedom they have what you have is the crowd that's in Gaza the, those in Gaza they're living in under the thumb of the Hamas and they are living it is it is uh, their conditions aren't no, not even close to what the rest of the nation of Israel has and the rest of the Palestinians have but the reason is they get funding, they get money, but the Hamas hijacks them and keeps it and buys weapons from the Iranians and 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 uh, prepares and digs tunnels and spends all the money to overthrow Israel. And the people living in Gaza struggle because the money that's poured in there doesn't go to them. And so that's the real truth. And when you're in Israel, you can... You can sit down and talk to the Palestinian people, and I mean they have they have just as all the same, you know. What I'm saying they live just like the rest of the Jewish people do. It's so there's a there's a real false narrative um, that's being portrayed out there that uh, is just not true. If the if Hamas would let would get out of the way and, and not hijack the rest of the Palestinian people, and, and, and that all the violence would stop. Israel would be able to help those folks there in Gaza and help bring their economy along. But you can't when somebody wants to bomb you or or blow you up or shoot you. You just can't.
1: Yeah, and and it's my understanding, just from my own research of this, and, of course, you were there, uh, the uh, Hamas really became even more entrenched under the... uh, uh, well, under Obama as president, the uh, most powerful man in the West, uh, uh, you know, as president of the United States. But yeah, so, so very interesting, folks. We're talking to Pastor Paul Begley, Prophecy dot com. That's his website. Paul Begley thirty four. <clears throat> excuse me, Paul Begley thirty four is his YouTube yeah. channel. Sorry, yeah. uh, and, uh, and
2: we're we're right <laughs> up against our top of the hour break, um, folks. Again, if you want to join us, Russ Dizdar and Pastor Paul Bagley at the conference. If you're watching YouTube now, you see the banner on the bottom, Awaken to the Shaken, May 5th and 6th in uh, Gurney, Illinois. You Sign can register up, live on paulbegleyprophesy.com. It's free to register. You just have to pay for your accommodations and travel. Uh, so you can't beat that deal. And um, I don't know how many seats are left, but they've been going quite lately. Son. So make sure you do that. When we come register. back, we've got Pastor Paul for the next hour, and I want to When we come out the next segment, I want to kind of take a hop around the the world from ISIS to Iran, North Korea, the United Nations, and Fukushima are some of the areas I want to hit, and uh, any other current events. So just looking at your YouTube channel, Pastor, and and, uh, just checking out some of the latest. So we're going to do that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Hagman Report. (laughs)
5: Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com.
4: the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond stain by blood order your copy of this engaging novel today at hagman and and click on the link stain by blood at hagman and and click on the link stain by blood
1: professor paul begley paul begley prophecy.com what a great channel what a great show he's got starting noon eastern time every day you got to listen to him uh, you've got to watch him you've got to be a part of that program it's it's a fantastic program uh, now at the end of this month in the march he's gonna be in dallas uh here at the watchman conference check his website for information on that and then May fifth and sixth, we're we're so honored to join Pastor Paul Begley and Heidi Begley and Russ Dizdar at Awaken to the Shaken conference just in Chicago, just north of Chicago in Gurney, Illinois. Um, it's free. It's free. Sign up, register. There's only, I think, like eighty seats left. All right. So if you're, and they'll go quick. They'll go really quick. So. Don't wait. Sign up for that. A week into the shaking conference of May 5 and 6 of this year, just north of Chicago. It's within a day's drive. If you're listening to my voice, chances are it's within a day's drive of where you're at. Unless, of course, you're in Europe, in which case, well, you might have to take a boat or a plane. But, nonetheless, it'd still be worth it. Um, and it's free free to register. But please do register. Go to Paul Begley's, uh website, paulbigleyprophecy.com, for that. Before we get back to Pastor Paul Bigley so much to talk about about current events um joe was mentioning too about uh uh earlier today about uh you know birds falling from the sky that and again folks that's that's why my wife she puts that bicycle helmet on my head and puts that chin strap on and says go ahead and go on out um but puts the bicycle helmet on before i go out because falling birds and stuff and meteorites and you know but anyway before we get back to (laughs) pastor bagley I'm the only one that laughs. Eric the Tex just rolls his eyes. Uh, come on, man. Eric the Tex over there, shut up. Just but before you get back to Pastor Paul Begley, uh, TC Joseph has written a, a great, great series of books. ThisGenerationSeries.com. ThisGenerationSeries.com. This. Did you get it? ThisGenerationSeries.com. Three books. Book one is Precipice. Book two is Pentecost. And book three is Penance. All three are great books. They take you through uh, the lives of three families. And this is where conspiracy theories, conspiracy facts, and Bible prophecies collide. It's, it's a, it, a series of novels that take you through the current day. And it's, it's amazing. Folks, we use these books as a tool to awaken those who are not awakened. TC Joseph's This Generation series. Get it on Amazon today or go to thisgenerationseries.com. It's well worth it again thisgenerationseries.com tc joseph fantastic writer kirkus reviews Blue Link reviews uh, tremendous reviews um now having said all of that let's um
2: go let's do a, a quick um uh, current event sorry eric quick current event uh, around the world uh, if you will with a number of different news stories that i know the pastor has um done reports on both on a show and on on youtube videos what's the latest from fukushima pastor
6: Fukushima, are you serious? Radioactive, radioactive. <laughs> I mean, it's I, terrible what's going on there. Uh, it's amazing that, uh, on the sixth anniversary of Fukushima, uh, the earthquake that, uh, horrible earthquake, nine point nine point zero nine point one, 9.1, it shook Tokyo for over six minutes. It brought a tsunami inland six miles. <laughs> and left six nuclear reactors in some form of damage or meltdown. I mean, th- that just in itself is the most eeriest thing I can think of. Uh, but here's the situation. There's a guy by the name of Ken Jensen. He's a uh, scientific researcher out of Vancouver, Canada. I had him on the show a couple weeks ago. The, he studies the radiation levels. He studies the uh, the marine life. Uh, it's just devastating the, the, radioactive, uh, properties that are now in the Pacific Ocean. It's affecting the entire west coast of the United States. It's affecting the whole world, actually, uh, in the air. But they sent a robot in to reactor two, unit two, and the robot died in two hours. It was, it just couldn't handle the amount of radiation. But during that two hours that it was still functioning, footage Shows where there's a hole in reactor two in the floor that is about six, it's, it's about two meters wide, um, six foot wide, if you will, where radioactive fuel, sludge and, and reactive material has went down into the earth. The, the spent fuel rods are melting through the earth. China syndrome. Absolutely. And there's no stopping it no there's no way to stop it um, so here's my reason for this uh, bring up the point besides the fact that cancer is over 5,000 percent increase in that area uh, leukemia off the charts uh, just uh, you name it it's just and it's not being reported zero hedge does a great job reporting it enN news does a great job reporting it. both of them I think are on the f- top 50 fake news list now And the government of Tokyo is saying it's okay to go back. Mm -hmm. Um, I just just read the article. It's okay. Matter of fact, they're going to hold the Olympics, Joe, 2020 in Japan. And Fukushima Stadium is where the baseball games and the women's softball games are going to be played. Fukushima Stadium. I mean they don't need to turn the lights on. It's glowing. <laughs> <See>. <laughs> I mean, are you serious? And it this is the biggest lie I ever told. Come on back. Come on back. And it's filled with radiation.
2: I saw the story last week about the radioactive wild boars. Yeah. Uh, they, they said they said were radioactive. They showed a picture that of the That one gave water. me the warm fuzzies though. Look at them. Well, uh, they didn't look radioactive to me. They showed well, warm the bloody wasn't. gums, but it was not on a on a Metal yeah. wire that was keeping it in house, so you can attribute the bloody gums to a number of things. I guess my yeah, the, you know, we're, we just saw the anniversary again. Uh, I believe today's the anniversary of the explosion at the reactor, um, right? And the 11th was the earthquake two days ago, six years ago. And you know, we there is no we, we saw reports a few weeks ago of radio. Uh, what were those planes? Radiation detecting planes over in Europe that were detecting radiation. But I believe that's from a a different incident in Norway. We've seen the government just completely, they they haven't addressed this at all, except to say, uh, since the years that it happened that, you know, no radiation is going to affect people on the West Coast or it's all, you know, um, basically just like getting an X-ray, um, the amount of radiation you get from Fukushima. So it was nothing big to worry about. But one thing I found interesting is when you mentioned that they were trying to move people back in and more than half the people from the initial reports say they're not coming back. So I wonder what they're gonna, how they're gonna fill that, that gap there.
6: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, the, 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 the locals know the truth. Their kids are dying with leukemia. Uh, thyroid cancer is just absolutely, everybody's got it. Um, I mean, they know the truth. And, and, and so they know they're being lied to because everybody they know is sick. And, and matter, matter of fact, we had a U.S. the United States Navy, and I cannot remember the ship that went in there as soon as this thing happened, just right after the earthquake. And I the, know what
2: and you're it, talking about,
6: yeah. And I mean, there's a 75 percent of the the uh, Navy uh, personnel that went in there have some form of cancer. Many of them have already died. This is not being reported. Wolf Blitzer doesn't have a situation room for this. You know, that's true. I'm, just talk about Kellyanne Conway yeah. and Trump trash. I mean, seriously, it's, this is the, the, I know I don't want to go down that road again with the media, but this is what I'm saying. It, it, it is a, uh, the, the, right now the Japanese government is completely pulling the wool over the world's eyes, but the world's helping them do it. Right. And I believe the United Nations is even involved in this entire, they just want them, they want it to go away. Just don't talk about let as many people die that have to. But just let it go away. It's not going away
1: see uh, and, and I guess why why aren't we even addressing it now um, why i I don't have any other question than why
6: well you know uh, doug the united nations this is the one of the, this is the biggest disaster in the world. You would think that the brightest minds in the world would get together, get the army corps of engineers, get the brightest minds from around the world and say, gentlemen, ladies, we have a serious problem. We have got to figure out a way to seal the thing, to pour enough concrete on it that, you know, we, we got to come up with some way and we got to figure out a way to get the people out of that area. We got to be real about this. This is massive. The people got Ga, uh, Geiger counters, guys the The radiation worldwide is raising and uh, it, we just can't ignore this but we've got all kinds of committees doing all kinds of things and we're ignoring some of the biggest problems in the world I mean there's no question about it
2: and it's pretty frightening when you when you think and I've read the stories about the robots dying yeah. and my question is how does radiation kill robots
6: well <laughs> you know? well, one thing it does it drains the power source Um it, it, it literally will drain the power source from the batteries, it okay. just sucks them, yeah, uh, and then the heat just starts to melt down the metal, just melt it down I mean you know you i mean you couldn't even send uh superman couldn't go in there i mean it's it's just uh it's like kryptonite, you know it's it's sad, why in the world do we build these nuclear plants on the ring of fire? Who was, what were, how much sake were they drinking when they come up with that? I mean, it's insane. What is the world doing?
1: (laughs) Yeah, really. Have one go up in a volcano as well. That that, that would, you know, yeah, it's just, but but here here we are. Um, We we have not heard anything really uh, in the media except from people like yourself. And uh, I wouldn't expect to. Uh, yeah, Yeah. While we were talking about
2: the United Nations, Pastor, What's your take on the Trump administration's plans with the U.N.? Are, are they uh, stepping back funding? Are they planning on uh, you know, withdrawing America from the United Nations or, or some form of that? Are we going to kick uh, them out? I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> can we?
6: Can we, just, can we just bulldoze that building and just finish this and save a ton? Yeah. Uh, I, I think what we've got to have is this. If Trump had his way, he would close the building. He would buy the building okay and turn it into a hotel uh if he had his way he would pull us out of the un uh, he he thinks it's a waste of time and 80% of the un is filled with uh anti-american anti-israeli anti-western mentality um but in in the real world he knows he can't pull that off he just can't do that so he has to figure out a way to get along with them with and and keep them from doing the least amount of damage possible Right He would love to cut their funding, and I look for it if they if they try to do something real stupid, he will cut the funding, so he's going to use that as leverage he's going to negotiate from a position of strength, and that is economics um, He might even cut some of the funding well matter of fact, he already has abortions internationally has stopped America's no longer going to fund it internationally and right. where does that money go to the u n It gets distributed through the u n to UNICEF. Through the World Health Organization. So he's already starting the process of cutting off funding to certain projects. Now, if he had a full cabinet, uh, he could get a lot further, but you know, right now he's got, he's running at half speed and he's got people planted throughout the entire government that's feeding him wrong information. It's got to be difficult to be in his position, but I think you're going to see this, uh, cutting of funding in different programs, and he's going to hold the big hammer over their head, major uh, money that goes to the International Monetary Fund to a lot of nations. He's going to hold that over their head and say, you know, you guys are not going to do certain things that you've been doing or I'm going to cut the funding. So that's kind of, I see that being his negotiating ploy over the next four years. Okay,
2: And I see the uh, foreignpolicy.com has an article. Uh, just from today, White House seeks to cut billions in funding for United Nations. A U.S. retreat from the UN could mark a breakdown of the international humanitarian system as we know it. Which that's
6: uh, <laughs> that's going to be the message when Trump starts to pull the rug out on some of these programs. They're going to paint him as this billionaire who don't care about the poor. Who you know you know he's 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 wrecking the world. This guy's insane. We need to get a psychologist in there. <laughs> You know I mean that's what we're gonna hear, and Wolf Blitzer and these guys are gonna run around and they're gonna this is all they're gonna talk about twenty four seven the best thing yeah, the best thing Trump could do is just just tweet something every Saturday morning, just tweet stuff and and drive them nuts and keep doing what he needs to do because they're clueless anyway,
2: instead of you know showing the u n for for who they really are in many cases you know um and I know this is might not be popular, but it's understood. You know, helping uh, dictators commit genocide, stealing and and siphoning the wealth that uh, people give out of their goodness of their heart. Uh, sometimes nations, sometimes individuals, for different humanitarian efforts. G. Edward Griffin wrote a great book on the United Nations. And I know this title of this book. I can't think of it. I'll have to look it up. Um, and it's it's a few decades old, but he goes through and documents you know all these atrocities that the UN either aided in or or helped with and the abortions is a huge part of that um you know they're talking about if you defund abortions or, or defund Planned Parenthood it's a you know this big um strike against women's rights or something like that it doesn't make sense and you're right you know we don't have to go rehash the media issue but everything that Trump seems to do regardless if it's right or wrong um just gets dragged through the mud anyway uh so i can see exactly i mean we, knowing that we can take anything that he does and and look at the arguments that they're going to use um when he takes certain actions and we can Well you know, and we-
6: it, they have another talking excuse me uh, and that is pope francis you know yeah. he's the moral authority and so the un will lean on him and say pope what do you th- what do you think Look what he's doing yeah we should build bridges instead of tear down walls I mean, you know, uh, why is he, why is he building walls? We should be building bridges. Every time he goes to cut funding to the UN, to these warlords, to these, uh, criminal organizations, that, and I'm, I'm telling you, the Boko Harams of the world, the Al-Shabaabs of, of uh, Somalia, you know, the Hezbollah organizations. The, look, the, the, Obama took these people off of the terrorist list. Mm-hmm. He removed Hamas, he removed Iran, he removed Hezbollah. You know, and they fund these guys. Where do they think that money's coming from? It's coming from Joe Q public of the United States. People are working uh, double shifts to pay their taxes so that the Iranians can make more bombs, so that Boko Haram can steal more girls and turn them into jihadi brides, so that the pedophiles can fly around into their the secluded locations protected. Now this is what's going on and so they hate Trump because every time he takes a nickel out of their pocket from that stuff, they're going to hate his guts. They loved Obama. They loved the man because he, he stripped our military. He took it to bare bones. He has pushed, he, the, the Obamacare fiasco was the biggest abomination in history. My premiums went up four times what I was paying and my, my deductible went triple, and it's insanity, and it's everywhere, and so, um, uh, you know, so the United Nations are just going to whine and cry. If they catch Trump on a bad day, he's just going to cut, the, he'll cut the funding to him in half. He'll say, if you guys don't like it, I'll shove the building into Manhattan. I'll, I'll shove it into the ocean, you know, or into the Hudson River, you know, so yeah. let's, I don't know.
2: No, <laughs> no, you're right, and and uh, I would, Uh, If I had my say, or the White House could hear my say, I would say completely defund the U.N. or the U.S.'s involvement with the U.N. and sell the building, make them go somewhere else. It's ridiculous that, uh, as you said, American taxpayers with their hard-earned money, uh, instead of paying taxes for infrastructure, schools, things that are necessary to keep our nation on track and to keep it growing. They are sending the money, not just to international organizations for humanitarian reasons, but to international organizations for the purposes of committing war crimes, rape, and genocide. It's just, it's absolutely mind-boggling how upside down we have. You mentioned Iran. Um, Iran and North Korea, North Korea more than, than Iran has been in the news lately. Um, we know that Obama... Uh, gave a bunch of money to Iran and the Iranian deal that he did before he left office, giving Iran the ability to make bombs and, and bomb making material from other nations, including our own, lifting sanctions. I guess I said all that to say, um, Trump and Iran or just Iran-U.S. relations in general. How are they looking right now?
6: Trump and Iran are, are like, like such a bipolar situation. I mean, they're so far apart. There's no, there's no middle ground there. Uh, uh, Iran knows, uh, that Trump has got them totally figured out. Trump doesn't want anything to do with the Iranians. There's no deal to be made. He likes to shut down this deal. If he could end this Iranian nuke deal, he would. Uh, and he might before it's all said and done. There's, every time the Iranians buzz his, buzz our Navy ships, he's trying to do it, I'm thinking he's going to pull the trigger. He told, he said he would pull the trigger. He's given these guys like two chances, two grace periods. And then now they're firing off missiles the same time that North Korea is firing off missiles. They really are pushing Trump in a corner to where he's going to have to react. They want him to. Then the whole world will turn on America when he does. Um, Trump's, Trump doesn't like war. I mean, if you, if you ever listen to some of the things he has said in the past, he doesn't like war. He just thinks it's a, it's, it's, horrific that we have to go there. But I think at some point uh, there could be a confrontation with Iran. And it would be probably the U.S. blowing three or four of these little speedboats out of the water and saying if you send any more you're going to get more of that. And, and I hope to God we don't get there but I'm expecting us to get there. And, and then really I'm going to tell you over Israel the Iranians don't get out of Syria. Uh, right now the United States is working with Assad, believe it or not, to try to crush ISIS in Raqqa, and they're working with the Iraqis to try to crush ISIS in Mosul. But if the Iranians don't get out of Syria, they have no business staying there. If they think they're going to set up shop, that's going to be a problem, because the the Israelis are not going to stand for it, and the Americans are going to back Israel. So we've still got some very delicate days coming up there.
2: Yeah, and um, you know, one thing we haven't done on this show is is really we haven't had time to go through what's been happening in Syria as far as recent uh US involvement and what's going on with Assad. Of course we haven't heard much from Assad. Uh he kinda stays he he pops up whenever he wants to. But another situation um on the other side of the globe that's getting a lot of attention right now is the North Korea situation. And there seems to be some escalation in the um in the not only the uh, verbal sparring between the U.S. and North Korea, but also in the actions, North Korea has always, you know, went rogue on their on their missile testing, but now they're threatening and launching missiles while saying we're going to strike, you know, U.S. cities, and that's been hyped up in the past, and remarks have been taken kind of out of context, uh, but now it seems much more direct. Uh, what are your thoughts on North Korea?
6: North Korea, this is a ticking time bomb. Um, you know, when when President Trump had the Japanese Prime Minister come in, spend three days, go to Mar-a-Largo, play some golf. Uh, Prime Minister Abe really, really said, look, let me come, let me, I'd like to come and, and invest in American jobs and infrastructure and high-speed rail. Um, and, uh, but I'm concerned about North Korea. So while they're there, North Korea fires missiles. Now North Korea, again, just about a week ago, fired four of them, three of them. Land in what's called the economic zone, the water in the shores just off the coast of Japan, also known as the shipping zone. This is, this is serious. I mean, this is a provocation. The Japanese, uh, government lawmakers were chanting, strike first, strike first, strike first. They have 80% of that country wants a preemptive strike. But Japan is not allowed to have a military, an army, and they're only allowed to have weapons to defend themselves, not to be the aggressor, not to strike first. So will Trump allow the Japanese to strike first? Will, will the United States and South Korea back a Japanese strike? Uh, I can tell you it's the Japanese people are scared to death that he's going to hit them. This is the most dangerous time in the South Pacific we've ever had because you have China now. Obama let China build all them islands, set up naval bases and, and, and air bases. They're in the South China Sea. And you know, the real question is, what will China do? And I saw just today that President Trump just announced that the president of China is coming to Mar-a-Lago to spend three or four days with President Trump mm-hmm. in April. And I guarantee... Besides trade and the trade war, and and how can they get along with that, North Korea has got to be on the table. Japan, North Korea problem, it's got to be on the table. So look for that to be a, a, a powerful summit to see what comes. There's going to be some horse trading in that one, I think.
2: Did you happen to see, um, was it China threatening uh, South Korea for... Deploying a U.S. anti-missile system in their country?
6: Yes, it was China. They chastised South Korea for putting up an anti-missile, and uh, which the anti-missile system is from the United States.
2: Yeah, and this I think they were, a, they were upset because yeah. it could detect when Chinese missiles missiles were launched, also.
6: Exactly. Well, you know, and, and basically South Korea just has to say, "Too bad." I mean, look, <laughs> don't shoot missiles, and we you don't have to worry about us detecting it. And at the same time, we're not going to sit here and just let this crazy idiot across the street throw a, throw a nuke into, into Seoul, South Korea. So this is the most, I'm telling you, this is the most volatile time we've had in the South Pacific since World War II. This is a dangerous, dangerous time. And uh, we really should pray for the President of the United States because he's under a ton of pressure on how to make sure Japan doesn't get hit what does he do to make sure our base in South Korea doesn't get hit? I, I can tell you there's no doubt if, that Trump is probably working on us every way possible. How many different ways can we assassinate Kim Jong-un, uh, and try to, uh, take over this or, or, or get, get somebody on the inside there in North Korea that would like to be the new leader of that country and change the whole atmosphere there. You get, that's the best move probably that could be done if it can be done. So really should pray for the president he's he's in a tight jam with this issue
2: yeah north korea i mean I, I don't know a lot about north korea i know that it's politics now and that it's one big basic concentration camp for for workers and um, but you know then they they have to you know they send all these fake news reports out about how great their nation is i mean it's just a big fairy tale for for the leader and then all the citizens basically are his servants and you know are commanded to do what what he says, and and uh, it's brutal there. And I, I wonder, you know, when you mention a new leader coming in, somebody who would be open to new ideas and and you know changing the way the country works, if it's even possible with the mindset of the people there. Folks, we're talking with Pastor Paul Begley, Prophecy dot com, Paul Begley thirty four is the YouTube channel. Uh, go to his website. And there's about 80 seats open for the Awaken to Shaken Conference, May 5th and 6th. It's free. We'll be there with Russ Dizdar and Pastor Paul. So register today if you want to get a seat. We'll be right back for our final segment after this. Don't go anywhere.
1: the products folks visit masterpreps.com again welcome to the Hagman and Hagman report family masterpreps.com i mean wow
5: it's insane masterpreps.com are you ready for what comes next from all of us at Training House
3: in the Woods.
2: We pray you have a healthy, safe, and prosperous 2017.
5: And we would like to thank all of you for welcoming us to the Hagman and Hagman family. You're all a very wonderful and special group of people. Because we believe it is so important for you to work and acquire good health this year, we're going to do something that we've never done before as a thank you to you for your support. We're going to make something available that we believe everyone needs.
0: During the month of January, anyone who invests in their health by purchasing either our American Heritage Remedies Kit, our Survivalist Natural Remedies Kit, or $200 in individual remedies of your choice, we're gonna give to you our crisis remedy, just in case, for free. Your health must be a part of your preparation plan. We're here to help you with that journey. May God bless y'all, and may God bless America. Happy Happy New Year. Year!
1: Welcome back, post to this edition of the Hagman, the Hagman Reporter. Our guest is Pastor Paul Begley, paulbegleyprophecy.com. That's where to go to find him. You, and you can't you don't go far, because he's right here. He's right here. If you're watching on YouTube, he's right here. If you're listening on Global Star, thank you, Global Star, for carrying our program and BTR as well. Uh, Pastor Paul Begley is a presence. Uh, uh, he's got a, just a very robust presence all across the world, and, and anyone Um, Everyone knows who Pastor Paul Begley is. Um, So, uh, you know, speaking of that, folks, one of the best books I read, I've read, Heidi Begley wrote, and this is just such a moving story. Finding my father. This is, uh, uh, the subtitle, A Miraculous Journey of Love. This is one of the the finest books I've read. and after speaking with with Heidi Begley, and getting the kind of inside baseball version of this, this really is, I guess, this is the inside baseball version of what she went through finding my father. A journey, miraculous, miraculous journey of love, indeed, uh, worth every cent, believe me. And and also, my fa- one of my one of my favorite books of Pastor Paul Begley's, is Mark of the Beast RFID, ahead of its time, far ahead of its time still relevant, very relevant today. Uh, Pastor Paul Bagley is a prolific writer and a great speaker as well. Before we get back to Pastor Paul Begley, how are you at reloading your shotgun in tense situations? Yeah. yeah. I'm Pred- great. Yeah. I- <laughs> yeah. As the shells fall on the floor and everything, PredDefense, uh, folks, PredDefense.com. I just want to mention that com is uh, one of the, they make, BreadDefense makes a uh, reloader for Remington 870 shotgun. And it's a fantastic product. It, it's, a, it's the fastest reload, patented, uh, patented reloading system. It's fantastic. Remington 870 without any modifications. You know, when the adrenaline's pumping and such, and you, you have to reload. You take your eyes off the target. Things happen. I want you to think PredDefense.com. That's P-R-E-D-Defense.com. Folks, go there, especially those with the Remington shotguns. Uh Go to PredDefense.com. Here is the solution. You won't be dropping any shells anymore. Once more, that is com. The other announcement that we have as well, in addition to Pastor Paul Begley uh, being at here, the Washman Conference, at the end of this month, information at Uh Joe and I, Russ Dizdar, and Pastor Paul Bagley at Gurney, Illinois, just north of Chicago, May 5th and 6th this year. And we're going to be talking about a couple of uh, explosive topics, uh, but uh, the registration is free. So here's what you need to do, ladies and gentlemen there's a limited number of seats left. Because it's free, and because the information that's going to be there, going to be talked about, is um, you're going to want to hear it. You to need to sign up as soon as you can. Take it to, if you're within a day's drive of Chicago. Sign up, register. Just go to paulbegleyprophecy.com. Click on "Awaken to the Shaken Conference." You'll see it there, and sign up for that. Joe,
2: we're talking with Pastor Paul Begley, and he's been with us uh, for the last hour and a half. We've covered a lot of ground. Pastor you said something during the break. We'll pick up right there what's going on in Antarctica <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, you know <laughs> you know it's incredible we know about the Nazi underground labs of you know the nineteen forty seven uh obviously we're the United States and many other nations have a stake down there uh what all's going on, cloning has to be part of it. And and of course, did they find actual skeletal remains of Nephilims? Uh, is there something else? I mean, are they re-engineering super soldiers? Uh, and another thing could be is is uh, Planet X, the the ability to uh, when you're in the South Pole and you have the super powerful observatories there, you can look past the sun. Especially when they had the solar eclipse a few weeks ago, did they actually see Planet X or Planet 7X or Nibiru or whatever it is today, Planet Number 9? I don't know. Antarctica certainly is, uh, there's a lot going on there. That's, uh, too many world leaders are going there for it just to be, you know, who goes there for, for a vacation? I mean, so it's, there's no question there's something major taking place there. And uh, I'm just as fascinated as anybody else to try to get to the bottom of it. Steve Quayle's working very diligently in that area, and so are many others. So I'm interested to see how it shakes out.
1: Uh, You know, Pastor, I haven't even heard, like, an official reason mm -mm. for people going down there. Me neither. Which is, it's just, well, we're going to go down there, okay. Former astronauts, John Kerry, former Secretary of State, world leaders,
6: um,
2: contractors, military contractors. All kinds of people are going down there. Not one of them will say why what they're there for. Yeah, it's crazy.
6: I asked the NSA that question back in January. I asked that question. Would not touch it. Absolutely would not speak about it.
1: Well, that's the last time you're going to buy them dinner. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. wow.
6: Uh, I want to throw one thing out for you though. There's uh, uh on the subject, I and mean, you just mentioned Heidi's book as as well. I appreciate that very much. It is a tearjerker. Oh. As you guys, you will need tissue for that one. Oh yeah. Uh, great story. But uh I just uh, accepted the role. I'm going to be in a mini series. Uh a television, well, I hope it's television. Uh it is a Hollywood producer approached me at the Watchman conference in Knoxville, Tennessee. And wanted to know if I'd be willing to play a part in a movie, uh, end into the world, uh new world order type film. I said, sure, you know, I mean, and let me see the script. What what is it you you know, uh, let me know more about it. I'd be I'm interested. And so he contacted me again in December, and then this uh past week uh I went to uh meet with him in Louisville, Kentucky, and actually we read the first four Episodes, there's eight episodes. We read the first four episodes from the script. It is a incredibly well-written, phenomenal, uh, story. It's, uh, it's about the New World Order. It's about the Mark of the Beast. It's about the end of time. And, uh, I I can't say no more. Yeah, I'm gonna, I've accepted the role. I'm gonna play a role in it. Uh, and, uh, the title of the, of it is called The Last Evangelist. It is absolutely FEMA camp stuff. So that's all I'm going to say um until he's ready he'll, he's getting the trailer ready. I'm not the last evangelist by the way. That, I'm not playing that role, but I will be playing a role in this series and it will be he will he's our, he's going to pitch it to every major you know net, from Netflix to all the rest and hopefully one of them will take it. If not he'll um uh, market it on the internet himself. This man has already made thirty thirty some films. I've seen the films he's made and uh he's so he knows what he's doing. He's made some uh he's very good. He has his own studio and his own and he uses some some good actors. He'll put a couple uh people in there. He's been talking to several Hollywood actors. There's a couple people that he'll throw in there to give it some stronger credibility and uh it's gonna be great because it's it's not fluffy puffy. I mean It's not fluffy puffy. If you'd like to watch some of the shows that are out right now, you know, you had the Divergent series, you had the Hunger Games, you have what's now called the Colony, you have several stuff. So, uh, it will, he, you know, he's, it it is going to be good. And so, and it's going to help get people to Jesus Christ. It's real world stuff. It's what's going to happen. If you read Revelation, if you read Matthew 24, if you read what's coming, uh, it's going to be in there, and uh, there may be a little bit in there about Antarctica. So just wow. wait and see. Wait and see. Well, with
1: Sounds that, I, I was just handed this. Let me let me read this, Eric. Um, you can you can cl- do a close up on this, perhaps. In the uh, in the Emmy for the best actor in a dramatic series <laughs> goes to uh, uh, let's see, La La. La, No, Pastor no. Paul Begley. There it is. Yeah, see, I, let it
0: be.
6: I,
1: yeah. Wow. Supporting
6: actor. I'll take. I'll take an Oscar for the best supporting uh, actor. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's that, well, that's pretty. That's pretty exciting, actually. That is. You know? It is. Yeah, it's it, it, kind of an It's another way to get the message out. Yeah. You know, and the way he's written it, uh, he's a new Christian. He's he's been saved less than two years. So, you know, he. he it's it's an incredible the way he wrote it it's not religious it's not you know real religious it's here's what's going to happen in the end and it really reaches a wide audience which is what I think is great about it it's going to reach the people who, who don't believe in God or don't even know you know have no idea what the Bible says but it will have the It'll have the parts in it that will help draw them in, and it will also help Christians to take another look at the Bible, maybe in a way that they haven't been. So it's it's going to pull everybody in. Will it be exactly perfect? No. But it is going to certainly wake some folks up and open some eyes, and its ultimate goal is to lead people to Jesus Christ. And that's what I liked about
1: it. Amen. Now, are you going to have to go out to Hollywood, or is this going to be...
6: No, I won't have to go there to shoot. Uh, the, his studio is not, not in Hollywood. He actually has a film. His studio is outside of that. Gotcha. So All right. I'll, I'll go when it's my time to go shoot my scenes, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be pretty I, cool. It's going to okay. be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun.
1: Yeah. You get, your, get, your, uh, get your star in the Walk of Fame. There. There, you
6: there you go. Somebody will come along pour paint on it or something. Hit it with a
1: crowbar.
2: Um, <laughs> Pastor, I want to I don't think we, we really touched on this um, the immigration issue from the yeah. executive orders to what we've seen in, in Sweden and Germany with the um, really uh, the invasion the the immigration invasion that we've seen uh, there's so much going on from Sweden I, I think we uh, we did we posted a story today that only one in five uh, illegal immigrant or immigrant people who've committed rape, even get deported in Sweden. It's crazy. It's turning into the rape capital of the world, Germany, the number of terrorist attacks. I think there was three attacks just last week with axes and machetes in the subway. And they continue to, you know, bring them in. And then here you have Trump trying to put up a temporary travel ban to increase the vetting that's done from six Muslim nations, uh, which is only only a temporary thing. And then you have these protests, these backlashes, these, you know, states suing, you know, to be able to bring these immigrants in because they want them so bad. Apparently,
6: what, what's your take on all this? I'm telling you, this is a this is a hot button for me. I am so frustrated with the uh, with the Ashley Judds and the and the and the Madonnas and and I'm so tired of Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and these people and these <laughs> judges. I mean, these guys, they need to arrest them. I mean, and I'm I'm not joking. They need to arrest the federal judges who are trying to stop. The executive orders, because the, you know, one thing that you do, the president is supposed to defend the constitution from enemies, both foreign and domestic. And that they have crossed line. This is obstruction. This is to stop the president from protecting the American people. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. They, they will not assimilate. Go ask the Germans. Go ask France. Go check with Belgium, check with Sweden, check with anybody you want to. They will not assimilate. They have an alternative agenda and they're destroying Europe and they'll destroy any nation if you allow this. You have to, you know, you have to vet them. Extreme vet them. Make sure the radicals are not part of it. Not every Muslim person's this way. I just said earlier in the program, i sat down and talked uh, with the Palestinian people. I mean, uh, in Israel. No, we know this. But, my Lord, you cannot just overrun a population. This, You know it won't work. Historically, it's never worked. And so, uh, there, this is part of the chaos. This is part of the soft coup. This is part why Obama's two miles down the road. This is why Valerie Jarrett, an Iranian, a Persian, is moving in. It's why they're all sitting there, and they're, and they're stacking the de- deck against Trump everywhere you turn. And look at this, guys. In Germany, you, are you serious? A thousand men, 20 minutes to midnight on a New Year's Eve, get on a train and go downtown Cologne, Germany, and sexually assault, molest, grope, rape women in the middle of the street. And where was Angela Merkel there? Where were the water cannons? Where was the billy clubs? Nothing. This happened in six different nations in Europe that night, but when the men of of the men of Germany rose up on the Saturday after that to protest, here come the riot police, here come the water cannons, the tear gas, the rubber bullets, shooting the fathers and the and the and the brothers who were standing up for these young women in the street. I'm telling you. This this is one where I would slam the desk if I was President of the United States. I would arrest these judges and and hold them in contempt of of, of treason, and get this thing done. I mean, so I hope he does, I hope he. Uh, I'm trying to I'm I'm keeping my uh, <laughs> cool. <here. And laughs>
2: people need to understand that what Obama why Obama and, and Merkel are, and why these people are doing this is not to. It's not for helping out the less fortunate and those who want to, you know, come here, whether legally or illegally, and, and being being humanitarian. It it goes to what you're saying to to destroy the culture and yeah, the way that the population is. And one of the things we've talked about and had many experts on our show talk about is how these immigrants refuse to assimilate to this country. They don't want to speak the it. language. They don't want to, um, you know, gain employment outside of their. Uh, you know, a lot of their their own little cultural things, and this is not all immigrants, this is some immigrants, um, but predominantly from Muslim countries I think it was Josh Tolley who says that you know, um in Muslim circles, they'll spend $1 17 times within their own community before it leaves, yeah. and that's the complete opposite for us, uh, and yeah. maybe that's that's part of it, but the, the the reason that these politicians are pushing for this is not because they're nice people, it's because they want to burn right. everything down and exactly. that's why Obama's 2 miles outside of DC or outside of the White House in DC living with Valerie Jarrett. And,
1: and you know Pastor and Joe, I, I really think that the 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 uh the core, the epicenter of this uh, soft communism, socialism, which is just nothing more than communism without a gun, but the in communism the end goal of socialism. This is um a subversion at its uh, this is epic subversion of our government by obama this is this is to to me this is a guy who wants to keep his legacy intact as much as possible and of course at the same time destroy anything that uh, president donald trump would do or could do but most importantly is to continue the process of dismantling our constitutional republic, and that's what he's there for I believe, and I think that we need to root him out uh by the short ones that's my my view
6: and and let me just say you know I know i uh you're exactly right, both of you are so right on the money, and that's why I love the Hagman Hagman report. I really do because you guys just speak the truth and you're not afraid to say it i I know I'm a pastor, and i need to I need you to know I care about poor. The, I care about the, the needy. I care about those that have been less fortunate. Uh, we actually support a orphanage in Pakistan, and and we support two orphanages in India. And when I say support, I mean we literally feed the kids. We pay the rent uh, on the uh, the uh, orphanage in Pakistan. We bought them their beds. So I care, and so this isn't about. Uh, an ethnic or or some kind of uh, uh looking at things in, in in that perspective I'm looking at America and I'm watching the European nations being literally destroyed literally on purpose being destroyed by the leaders by these globalists like Angela Merkel and uh David Cameron and Barack Obama and these guys literally are destroying democracies. They're destroying cultures that were founded on the goodwill of the people. And they should be held accountable. And the, and, and this is why we have to speak out, because the lamestream, mainstream, fake news media will never do it. And um, the truth is the truth. We care about people. We care about people so much, we don't want these people to destroy our culture. Mm. No, I care not. about my grandkids' future so much. I'm willing to stand up and fight for it, uh, stand up and voice my opinion for it, uh, fight hard for their future. I do not want to see it completely destroyed by these communists, uh, these Luciferians, these global elitists, these Ill- Illuminati. Basically, these people are the beast system. They are the people trying to bring in the mark of the beast.
1: It's very, very true. And again, your book, uh, "Mark of the Beast RFID," very much ahead of its time, but relevant nonetheless. As we're talking about this, um, wow. Well, you know, I, I want to thank you for being such a great, uh, uh, great pastor and trooper for spending. Uh, my goodness, this is uh, hour number five or six on the radio today for you. I know it's tough, but thank you so much for your time. We got about uh, uh, about seven minutes left. Uh anything we haven't covered that you would you'd like to touch upon that we uh that that we we should close out with
6: Well you know we should really think about the people in the northeast tonight they're getting hit with a double whammy there's a storm that come blowing across the midwest uh and they're getting a nor'easter coming in yeah. and it's going to it's going to set up the perfect storm they're really going to be in for a difficult time and so we want to remember them in prayer up in Canada Newfoundland they just got hit with Straight line winds, guys, up 120 miles an hour. Category Hurricane 2 winds. It's not a hurricane. I don't know if Harp or, I don't know if, I mean, this is really crazy. And then in California, the Oroville Dam, it's, it's right at the top. The spill well is, is rickety and dangerous. There's still major concerns. 200,000 people live just below that thing. Uh, just want to remember all these folks in prayer that are out there with extreme weather conditions.
5: Well, well we're, we're talking
2: about weather, Pastor. How uh, you kind of live, you know, kind of right where we are, just a few states over and a little south. How was your winter? Was it mild?
6: Uh, was it strange, different? It was mild, but it was strange. I mean, I've never seen a winter like this—60 and 70 degree weather for a solid week. We had no snow on the ground in January and February, yet I have snow—a pretty pretty hard snow going on right now in middle march a week before spring um really weird okay really really weird up and down extreme uh, temperature changes i remember one day it was 62 degrees that evening 62 degrees the next morning 26 degrees yep so i mean it's weird stuff and i know you guys I'm used to the, you know, the lake effect snow and the snow drifts and you know the snowballs and all that and freezing. It, really weird, really weird.
1: Yeah, and we're starting right now to get the the, the tail end or the front end or I'm the not sure end. which front end of that that uh, that the the edge. We're at the edge of that uh, nor'easter uh, storm. Yeah,
2: we're at the edge, and we're supposed to get. Twelve to eighteen inches yeah. by Wednesday. Wow. we're, we're yeah. at the tail end. We're not even, you
6: know, where the heaviest
2: or even part of the heaviest snow is going to fall. You
1: can't really see it out <laughs> our studio window, but <laughs> yeah. that's, all right. that's all right. I
6: mean, yeah, I see boats going by on your guys' screen there. I mean, that yeah, right outside your window there it looks like on the lakes. You guys are right on the Lake Erie, right? What a beautiful view. Yeah. And oh, I noticed something else. You're like Joshua. Your sun don't go down. <laughs>
2: yeah, great. it doesn't. It's yeah <laughs>
6: It stays right <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. It's it's a time change, you know. <laughs> you talk about daylight saving time. You guys really mean it up there. Don't you? <laughs> <That's
1: right. laughs> oh man. Well, well yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll see you at the um, Awaken to the Shaking conference, and folks, if you haven't done so already, you, you, you got to register. Go to paulbigleyprophecy.com dot com and join us with Russ Dizdar. Oh my goodness, and Pastor Paul Begley, I can't wait for that just to, just to be in the fellowship of, of both uh,
6: both them. Oh man, folks, seriously, this is going to be the probably the this is the must attend conference of the year. Imagine this: the Hagmans are going to be bringing out such powerful information, and Russ Dizdar is raring to go now. Uh, man, I had him on last night, man. His voice, he's raring to go. What a conference. These guys are great. The Hagmans are just miraculous. You guys are miraculous. Oh, thank you. And I appreciate you coming to be a part of this thing.
1: It's well, we, going to be great. We appreciate you, you offering. And, I, you know, hey, there's only uh, a few, you know, I mean, there's limited res- limited limited room. So please reserve your seat. It's free. Except, uh, as I said, we'll shake you down at the door just, just because we can. And, uh, But, uh, but Pastor, thank you so very much. You and, you and Heidi and everything you do for us, you're, uh, you're at the tip of the spear. We're proud to be part, we're proud to know you. We're proud to be really in the same, on the same, uh, network. I mean, it's just fantastic.
6: Thank you guys so much. God bless you. Have a good night, Pastor. Good night, guys.
1: Folks, uh, that was Pastor Paul Begley and his wife Heidi. I got to tell you, is Heidi's book, man, uh, finding my father. What a great, what a great book! And and I don't say that. I mean, it seems like I, it does seem like I say that all the time, right? But uh, it's such tremendous. Th- th- it's this is personal only, story. Yeah, and, and we're only talking about a hundred, less than a hundred pages on this book. Yeah. And, uh, that's her personal story about a journey of a, a lost family
2: member and reconnecting yeah. with them.
1: And I read this on the way back mm-hmm. from Indiana, um, that when we were out doing the television thing, and, and wow, it was just, it was, it hit me right between the shoulder blades, man. Yeah, it's a, it's, a voids, it's an incredible story. I, I, I want to just make sure we mention this. Uh, look for the old time radio on, HagmanReport.com. There you'll have the week worth of summaries right there. The old time radio, the week worth of summaries. Uh, John Robertson spends a lot of time
5: putting yeah, he that does. together,
1: and the, the radio changes every week, so you kind of kind of watch it. And the other thing I want to mention is what what we didn't tell you is uh, I'll be talking about uh, Pizzagate. You want to know about Pedogate, the larger implications, what's really going on with that. And that that's going to be in uh, in Chicago at the conference, and a lot of information, stuff that you have not heard. Courtroom ready. In fact, I'm going to be posting something on HomelandSecurityUS.com that's going to be also linked to HagmanReport.com. But I just want to mention that as well. Uh, that and also Maria Canice, author of Prepare for Persecution. Happy birthday, happy belated happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, and if you if you haven't. Gotten, prepare for persecution from Amazon, or, or uh, I got to tell you that book is you need to be reading that because one side is information and the other side is inspiration and instruction, and it's important. But uh, happy birthday to Maria Canese, author of Prepare for Persecution, available available at Amazon, and, and it'll make her day, um, definitely, absolutely. And uh, one last thing, when you, you talked about
2: the uh, this week on the Hagman and Hagman report, if you go to Hagman report. Um, it's listed under show notes. It's on the right-hand side, right after, um, right under the Facebook, Google, SoundCloud, Twitter, and YouTube um, icons, right to the right of um, featured content. And I'll, I'll, we'll put it up in the featured content too. I don't know if if John going to do that or if he, uh, yeah, whatever. But by, by it's just way, under the show way, notes, and you see it's an old uh, arch-like radio for this. But week, that radio wouldn't.
1: picture changes. And by yes, by way, that 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 uh, widget on the upper right doesn't it's not working right we, what we, the numbers the yeah, numbers it okay. it's zero zero it's it, we're having trouble with that, so uh we'll have to have somebody that knows what they're doing fix that and but, just a, a quick reminder
2: uh Thursday we have a, a great show anthony patch and l a Marzul that's gonna be we' doing their huh? first show together um ever and they'll be doing it here on the Hagman report they'll be on Thursday from seven thirty to ten. Again, Anthony Patch joined with L. A. Marzulli. That's you're not going to miss that. The the uh, sure. you talk about having somebody able to ask Mr. Patch the the proper questions um, when he talks about CERN and the what was it, the reengineering of Nimrod in CERN. Remember we talked about that last time Patch was on. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe Mr. Marzulli will be able to shit some light <laughs> on. <in a> <laughs>
1: Excuse me.
2: But no, it was a great show. Yeah, thanks to uh, Alex that. Wilson from Precious Timber, thanks to Pastor Paul Begley. Uh oh, yeah. Paul Bagley dot com, Paul thirty four on YouTube. Uh he has a show um eleven to two PM Eastern time, twelve to three central time. Unless I'm No, you that's uh, flip that around. I no. think. No. Then it would just be twelve to three Eastern time. I think that's what it is. Whatever. But uh, no, fantastic show. Yeah. We got great yeah. shows for the, the, the rest of the month ready to go. So make sure you tune in each and every night. Check Hagman Report for uh, each and every day for the news updates. Alex Wilson, 855 888 6288. Yep. Call him to get the free reports for Hagman listeners. Until tomorrow, stay safe. God bless. Have a good evening.